your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hey. Another one bites the dust at CNN. Did you see that today? Yeah. This is a bullshit story. It's not because of this. Apparently, everybody knew about this relationship he was having. It does seem weird. It was the biggest open secret in media, but also he didn't disclose it. So he has to leave. Of course, they've been together for years. But uh, CNN president Jeff Zucker resigns because he had been involved with uh, involved romantically with uh, a subordinate. I forget her name. Allison something. But she's now the marketing Galar? chief. Something like that. I don't at know. CNN. And she's sticking around, too. He's the only one leaving, not her. I guess since he's the one in the leadership position, he's the only one who is in trouble or had to disclose it. I don't know. But uh, no. yeah, CNN. Um, they wouldn't give a shit about this. He must have done something much worse. I could believe that, that this is uh, this is actually the dignified, uh, dignified exit just to admit to. Was it even an affair? It wasn't an affair, I guess. It was just that she worked under him. There wasn't any cheating involved. Am I correct? Oh, she worked under him. <laughs> she, well, to last 20 years under him, as long as she did. She must have done a fantastic job, I suppose. <sighs> but uh, but that's the big news of the day. So I don't know. I, Why I do doubt... people care about this? I'm, I'm just. Well, it's like, leave you know, CNN in shambles. CNN was already in shambles. I mean, what, what's left to break over there? So. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe people have hot Jeff Zucker takes. I doubt it, though. We'll probably find something else to talk about. Anyway, uh, you guys know how the show works. Most of you do anyway. But if you are new uh, to the stream, there are instructions for how to participate in the description wherever you may be watching the stream. Uh, If you'd like to participate live, but uh, you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. We'll get to those at the end of the show. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. uh, And we'll get to your super chats every half hour. Other than that, uh, we're ready to go. Anything else before we drop into the calls? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, Joshy Boy is up first. Joshy Boy, are you there? Joshy Boy? Hey. Hey. Um... Good evening, everybody. I can't believe I'm first. That's lucky you. I know, right? Well, how are y'all's night? We're doing all right. How are you? Okay. Just going through the the emotions right now of winter. But anyway, I'm going to talk about a little bit about philosophy tonight. Okay. In a more so in terms of Christianity. Now, at the risk of upsetting blonde, I'm coming from a more Protestant point of view, right? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'm not, look, I'm not going to be strictly anti-Catholic, but I wanted to touch on something Batman had said, I think, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. about accepting the values of Christianity, but believing that you yourself can be good enough to get into heaven yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. The problem with 
the idea of being a good person is that you can argue it in a lot of different ways. Take the people that we're against politically. Um, a person who's been vaccinated or wears the mask can argue that, hey, I'm a good person because I saved lives if they were to stand before God, right? So that alone should allow me to get into heaven. Or the person who is, I say that they're Muslim. Hey, uh, this infidel didn't believe what I believed in, so I killed him in honor of your names, and that makes me a good person. So the problem with that, as I stated last time in a super chat, is the fact that you believing you can get in, in heaven on your own is a sign of your own pride and arrogance. So right. God does see through that. So I want to know your thoughts on it. This is probably more of a blonde question, but I, I have thoughts. But uh, do you want to take that one first? Um, yeah, isn't the whole point of this like uh, living a humble life and thinking that you're you you can never know if you're going to heaven? I mean, that's the, that's the whole point of Christianity. Like, I I don't know. There's this whole thing of like um, working on your own merits and believing that that your sense of morality should elevate you to the status of of you know being accepted to heaven is you lack humility if you hmm. do that i don't think that's the nature of christianity you should always feel like um it's possible that you're just gonna go to hell <laughs> i don't know who oh. makes that that judgment but to me this is a lot of the reason why morality cannot be in the eye of the beholder almost everybody thinks he's the good guy regardless of whether he is or not most bad guys don't even think they're bad guys with the exception of maybe a few but there's got to be some sort of, of moral framework by which to judge yourself and by which perhaps you'll be judged in the afterlife. It can't just be, do I think I'm a good person that defines yeah. that. Was that your question? Uh, it wasn't necessarily a question. It was more of a, an observation that I was making an idea. The reason why I drive through this is because in my church group, um, about a couple years ago before we disbanded, was talking about what good is. And according to my belief, you can't be good, but you can do good, right? Mm. Okay. To be good means that you have to be absent of evil. In order to be good, you can't, like, for example, when you're growing up, you have to talk, you have to be taught what is good. If you, yeah. if you can be good, you can basically just do it already without being taught. You can only do good. You can do good things, but even then, when you do a good thing, it can be out of, let's see... Say that I mowed your lawn, and then a couple days later, I kind of hold it over your head. I did something good, but the intent right. was to hold an advantage over you. Yeah. What God does, he judges the heart. He doesn't judge your deeds or anything. Hmm. That's interesting. That's true. Those people That's are the worst. Yeah. The absolute what? I worst. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm doing that right now. I'm trying to do this thing for my friends, but it's really only so that I can be redeemed in my own eyes for stuff I've done in the past. Don't. Oh, well, that's different. That, what I'm talking about is uh, doing nice deeds or giving gifts with the expect, expectation of some sort of return. You're trying to make up for what you see as past failures, yeah? Yeah, but it's still a totally selfish motivation for doing something nice for somebody else. Maybe, yeah, but, it's, but not as, it's not as manipulative of other people. Yeah, and plus something like that would be called reconciliation. So it's something that me and my siblings often do. We do something in order to try to get forgiveness. Yeah, it can be seen as selfish, but if you try to reconcile with one another, we kind of have that understanding. That's, That's true. Yeah, yeah. But I like what you said about, about not thinking that you're a good person. I don't know. I think that all people, good and evil, have a 
relatively realistic self-image about how good or evil they are. I think that people have more self-awareness than you're giving them credit for. Skag, not the caller. I think people <laughs> I think the people who commit immoral or evil acts most of the time believe they have a justification for it or they believe they have an excuse or a reason. It's not it's something beyond well I'm a bad guy doing bad guy stuff. That's what I do cuz I'm a bad guy. It's um but Some people know that. So, maybe some. Yeah. But I think I think the majority and of course I'm just speculating, but I think the majority think that they are doing it for the right reasons. Therefore, there's some moral component to it. Okay, I can agree with that. Well, I hope we answered your question because I'm not really sure that we did nor that you had a question, but I hope we sufficiently commented on your material. Yeah, that's good. I hope we (laughs) sufficiently entertained your Protestant nonsense. Yeah. Now get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah you, you sound like thing. a real piece of shit. Yeah, one more thing, uh, Matt. I know you're still going on your little personal journey to <laughs> any Christianity. Yeah. If I could dissuade you just a little bit from the Catholic faith. Get oh, out of here. God. Whether they're orthodoxy or Protestant. Get that is my, that's my art right there. All right, y'all have a good night. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I mean, do you think that Hitler was like, I'm such a naughty boy. Like, I'm so bad. No, I, I think he genuinely believed in the ideals he was pursuing. Maybe Hitler was a bad example. Hmm. Mao, Paul Pod. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a Stalin. historian of those guys, but I think they all thought they were pursuing the ends of prosperity for their people, and so the violation of the rights of those people was uh, a necessary component of achieving that. I think obviously we're not living through Stalin or Pol Pot right now, but I think that we're living through a. Uh, uh, a flavor or a shade of that similar mentality. If I, I have to violate the rights of people to achieve a good end, I'm still the good guy for pers- pursuing the good end. And there's like a, the guise of an ideological narrative in terms of these, these people, somebody like Ted Bundy is probably not even entertaining stuff like that. That dude knew he was. Uh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're talking to, well, I suppose there's the people who knew and then there's also the insane, like the insane who just yeah. don't even have a a concept of what they're doing. Well, I don't think that these people were insane. I think they were just no, evil. I'm, he knew he was evil. I'm saying that there certainly exists a sort of criminal who probably has n- really no mindset about the morality of what they're doing because they're just a crazy person. Yeah, that's probably another a third type of this sort of actor. Anyway, uh, let's talk to Epsilon Eagle. Epsilon, you there? Hey, hey. How's it going? We are well. What's on your mind? Uh, just and two things. Uh, it's kind of an old topic, but I never got through, and uh, here we are. Yeah, first time caller, super long time listener, OG. Well, and, thanks uh, for calling, and thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, like, uh, and there's two different things I, I wasn't sure if either of you are interested or like i i worked on a job in hong kong and so i had to go through the whole quarantine process and all the kind of weird authoritarian stuff you, you might see in uh you know china or half china and another thing was is like i work in film and uh back when the whole baldwin thing happened like you know i can possibly add some in, info to that but but then again it's kind of old news already and we've heard it for months already I'm those are both really good topics. I'd have interest in both. I I'm fascinated by the Baldwin thing. Always. Let's talk about that. Okay. So what's your insight on what may have happened there? Well, 
I, I feel like a thousand percent that the the armor, if we want to call her that, I don't <laughs> think she really is one, just super boneheaded. And and the first AD, like you know, I've been in a lot, a lot of films shooting tons of rifles, guns, everything, right? Huge, mm-hmm. huge action movies. And never, ever, ever could anything like that even possibly happen? You know, it's like one person's dealing with the guns, one person's loading them. That, that like it's it's always that one person, and they take charge before every single take. You might do multiple takes before every take. It's like, oh hey, you know, everybody listen up. I got three rounds in the chamber. They're quarter loads. Uh, you know, if you're gonna be close, wear head, you know, um, muffs or whatever. They, they hand things on set, little uh, you know, little earplugs and. But this person should have never had any ammo near the set, yeah. like even blanks. And they were doing a rehearsal. So I've seen actors use their fingers. I've seen people go bang, you know what I mean? For timing purposes. It could have been anything. It could. It, yeah, how common is that in, in, say, just a rehearsal of a scene? Because my understanding is they were not filming at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, was between, it... it was between sets, right? That's something. Yeah, from yeah. what I understand, there weren't even any cameras there. You know what I mean? Just the people were watching and standing. So, and is it talking. common in your experience on these sets with firearms to be handling the firearm absent a need for? Oh there's, God, there's really no, no need That's for what I'm it. Saying. It's not being. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing was really weird. Are you saying that you think that it was deliberate or just, just it's highly negligent? This whoever this armorer was, and whoever the first AD were, or or maybe we, you know, the 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 you know. The populace are, are aren't given the real information. Maybe there were cameras. Maybe this was. Maybe they were gonna shoot, and this is the rehearsal before the actual shot. Uh, but it sounds like it wasn't. It sounds like it was what we call like a blocking rehearsal, where you're and not actually. You're just like looking at people. What I don't understand ground, too is like Alex's that. story. Is I was pointing at Helena yeah. Hutchins because yeah. she was trying to get this proper camera angle. So maybe maybe they weren't shooting, but they were just kind of framing it up, or like the cameras yeah, were know, there, but happens. they weren't. You rolling. might have a viewfinder. You might just yeah. use your hands. You know what I mean? Wait, yeah. did she? So she consented. The claim is that she consented to have a gun pointed at her. Well, that's uh, that's pretty common. So so let's just say what? he said, he said she directed no, no. him to in his yeah, interview. Yeah, well, well, just imagine this for a Did second. Did he say imagine that in like, the Stephanopoulos? Interview? Yeah, he said she oh, okay. she was directing me to point the gun at her. Yeah, but well. and you got to think about like eye line on uh, on the screen. So let's say he's on the left side of the screen and he's pointing the gun towards the right side of the screen, right? And you want the opposite shot to be the opposite of that. The person will be on the right side of the screen, and you know what I mean. And so it's about eye line. So the, if the camera is, let's say, on the shoulder of the of, of the camera woman, you might point at her face if you wanted it to be off the the axis of the lens. So you're not pointing Damn. right at the lens; you're pointing off. You know what I mean? It could have been far worse. It went into her chest. It could have went through her, her face if that was the shot. You know? Well, and, she's uh, dead. So. The yeah, result is is the same. It's awful. Might have been better because she suffered a little bit. You know? Yeah. It, it, the fact that he okay listen if you shoot a quarter blank on set you hear it it's yeah. loud yeah it's not deafening but every people outside the set are be like what was that someone's supposed to say uh you know give a warning you know what i mean like people mm-hmm. that doesn't it's, that doesn't doesn't ever happen Does, ever i i've never handled blanks but i assume they probably go off with a similar decibel level as a, a live similar, round yeah Okay. Yeah, very similar. So yeah, I mean they're going to be 
Uh, and they're going to be very loud. They're going to be enough Absolutely. to kind of hurt you if you're nearby without ear protection. You're not going to walk away like he did. Go, oh, the camera woman just fell on the ground for no reason. Oh, I'm going to go get she a, have a heart attack. Yeah, and yeah. then I didn't realize it's, it's until later that she had been shot. That was so bizarre. What a weird story. It's, for some reason, it escaped my notice crazy. that he said that she directed him to do this. But if that is indeed true, although I'm skeptical then some of the, of the blame lay on her as well. well that's really fucking stupid. That's so stupid. Well, that's one of the things, like, I've been on sets where, you know, let's say you are the operator. I've seen this. I've, I've been right next to this happening. Like, the, sometimes they want to look at the mag or look at the clip if it's a clip or look at the chamber if it's a revolver, etc. And, uh, and and they want to see what it is, the operators, because you're gonna, they're going to get shot at, you know? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, it's not uncommon, and and a lot of the armors uh, in Hollywood will actually say, "Hey, if anybody wants to double check or whatever, they're okay. You can be the caterer and walk over. Hey, let me take a look at that. You know, it's like it's not a big deal. It's mm. all about safety. Every single take, it's this big show of safety and everybody getting all the information they need. It's 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 super safe, and mm. and this whole story is just absolutely ridiculous. Hmm. All right. Well, I could I could talk about this forever, but we'll probably have to let you go. Yeah. Um, thank you for the insight, though. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Have, have a great uh, night. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Nothing's going to happen. Weird to story. No, of course not. But the investigation is ongoing and Alec Baldwin has not been cleared yet. Raggle I Fraggle. Think this is funny. It's really fucked up. Somebody died, but uh, yeah, well, there, there's like... a, a little boy, I think, out there without a mom now. I think she had one kid. That's not funny, but it's it's that it it's Alec Baldwin. There is an element of humor and irony to this that somebody that's so anti-gun could have, in fact, been saved from this from this uh, you know present through any kind of gun safety measures like yeah. at all. any yeah. familiarity with guns would have prevented this any number of things and then the diversity hire woman that fucked everything up stories rich in irony I, I plus can't nepotism don't forget it. it's, it's and the nepotism yeah uh raggle fraggle you there what's going on guys can i say congratulations on the recent news i don't want to say anything too private but yeah you can say it uh, so raggle fraggle. Yeah, I'm having a little girl. Yeah. Yay. Congratulations. That's great. Do you have a name picked up? <laughs> yeah. Well, already, are, what's the name? Are you, are you comfortable us? sharing that? We've got narrowed down, but no, I'm not going to tell y'all, but ah. it, it, we've got it oh. narrowed down, but we still, we're still going to wait to like, be sure. Okay. I see. It's one of those things, you know, she's well, sure so at the same time though. She wants to see. Sometimes um, people say they want to wait till they meet the baby to to make that name decision because they feel like the the name will just apply that that chat. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't happen. We picked out the name before Calvin was born and he's he's just a Calvin. That's what he is. He can't yeah. be anything else. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we've got our feet on both sides of the fence. So I see. All right. Well, uh, that's just great. Congrats. Um, thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh, she's excited to it. Uh, she's actually kind of starting to show too, which is kind of fun. Uh, it's the most fun we've had with it is now she's, you know, she's an attractive woman, so she's slim. She's never really had a stomach. Now we've got something to move around, and <laughs> that was kind of funny <laughs> earlier. But, so you uh, must have done the early, the early detection because we didn't know until 
think like five months into it, what the gender of the kid was. Seriously? Oh God, I got that no. um the cell free DNA test at like nine weeks, like the oh, no, first we, we, day I could do we it. We learned I did at it. the anatomical ultrasound. Yeah. And they said, "You want to know what the baby yeah, is?" And I, I said, "Sure do." And they said, "Check out thing. this kickstand." And I said, "Cool." Hey, look at my son's huge <laughs> baby. Wiener. Actually, that was the first Jeez. thing I sent. <laughs> I sent you the ultrasound, and you said, "Wow, congrats, huge Wang." That's what you said. He in the did text. have for a baby. I mean, I'm not like super familiar with baby Wangs, <laughs> but like compared to the rest of his body, God. I was like, "Holy shit!" Look at this kid. <laughs> Very obvious. This he was is quick. not where I wanted this call. To Sorry, go. it's your call. <laughs> Take it wherever you'd like to go. So she did the cell-free uh, DNA test. Yeah. What is she like? Nine or ten weeks? Uh, what are you at, sweetie? Nine or ten weeks? Twelve. Twelve. So you also know that there's no um, like major genetic anomaly from that test too. So that's a big relief. Uh, uh, we 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 specifically ignored that part of the test. We specifically wanted gender. And that's it. Oh, okay. Ah. So so they didn't tell you any of the other stuff. That's what Skag did. I I just wanted to know it all, you know. I just no. I, I, a lot I of really that's... don't. I don't want them to put that speculation in my mind. Yeah, that's I true. I don't need that. The um, positive predictive value for some of those tests is not super high. So even for the Down syndrome test, if yeah. you get a positive test, there's a nine percent chance that it is a false positive. That is yeah. pretty high. And people and make pl- decisions about whether or not to have an abortion based on this, but they and, normally send you for amniocentesis. Or and that's exactly it. There, there's nothing they can tell me that's going to make me abandon that kid anyway. So my yeah. thinking is I don't want right. their worry that might be wrong. And I'm not going to I don't care what they tell me. I'm not going to make some choice based on what they tell me. So yeah. that that was our thinking. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway. OK. So uh, you guys want to talk movies? Sure. What, what do you got? Um, so I kind of wanted to, we were talking about the, the segment on Jay Fry's show a couple weeks ago and it, uh, we were trying to explain w- what the point of the show is, which if you look at it, it's supposed to be for you to be exposed to like culturally relevant movies, but it, it kind of hasn't really done that very well, very <laughs> haphazardly, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, it's mostly just people putting on their favorite movies because, I mean, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I do think. Well, it's not that. It's also relevant, it's but... also the vote. It's not just yeah. everyone's personal favorite movies. That's but it. everybody's then voting for their yeah, favorite but, movies. Uh, yeah. I mean, right, how, how do you decide cultural but relevance? The, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I told him is, look, when it comes to movies whether you like them or not i'm talking about you matt whatever you rate them i don't care i just want to know why you feel the way you do i think that that's what i liked about this show i mean i could care less whether the movie's culturally relevant i just care if it's a good movie and if you agree or not yeah people hate this segment they hate it so much <laughs> we just are getting roasted every love week for it. love to hate but that's the point maybe you know? yeah yeah, yeah. It's good, though. It's yeah. making like my family and I sit down together and watch a movie once a week, which I really have been liking a lot. Unless the movie sucks, in which case. Yeah. <laughs> in which case. Uh, no, there have only been a few that I've genuinely that. hated watching, like hated every minute. My husband, every few days will be like, I hated that movie, Leon the Professional, so fucking much. Well. He'll just bring it up out of the blue. Like He's still <laughs> mad about it. That was months ago. Well, you picked a good man then. That's a good uh, <laughs> test. 
Yeah. But he, yeah. he was like, it's I not didn't... just the pedo stuff. He, he also thinks that it was just a bad movie all around. I didn't watch the mm-hmm. pedo version, so I didn't hate it that much, but it wasn't a great movie either. So There's no non pedo version. I watched the non pedo version, and it still had Natalie Portman dancing around to like a virgin in her underwear, and she's 12. It's like, no, I'm, I'm out. Like, uh-uh. Ah. No. Yeah. You should have seen the full version. No. Got way worse. I don't want it. I'm so nah, glad. Well, congratulations. That's such great news. Having a baby girl is so oh. much fun. It's so much fun. I'll have to to trust you on that one. I, I have no idea. I guess I'll You'll be a, a good daddy to a daughter. Oh, All right. God, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> pray for me. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, call, man. Matt, you, you were wrong about Blade Runner, and I'm not going to let you go on that. It's a horrible movie, and I'm uh, not wrong. There are, okay. there are tons of people who agree. <laughs> it's probably one of the most polarizing movies um, in the whole selection. Do you know who else is having a baby? He, he just bailed. He just bailed yeah. on that. He said yeah. Blade Runner is good, and he left. And he left. Yeah. That well, is inexcusable. Right. And he doesn't need to argue with you about it. Um, Sticks is also having a baby. I did see that. Yeah, congrats to them. That's cool. But, He's so uh, cute. He's going to be a good daddy-daughter, too. <laughs> Uh, they have a, they're having a girl. Is that already announced? I think so. that's what the live chat said. Oh. Um, I knew he was having a baby. I don't have mm. any inside information. If he didn't announce that online, that's 100% based on what. The yeah, I have said. no information beyond what he said publicly. So I'm not aware if it's a boy or a girl. Is Lauren so. Chen having a girl? I don't know. But she's huh. that's got to be pretty soon, right? She's been pregnant for a while. Yeah. Other people's pregnancies go so slowly. Hmm. I feel like she's the opposite. Like they go really quick forever. Yeah. Um, Abby orange. is up next. A girl. Abby, you there? Abby. 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 Okay. Let's uh, see what we got here. Try to get back with Abby in a minute. Um, Warren Chen looks so good. Pregnant. Let's try Kim. Kim, are you there? Yes. Hello. All right. What's on your mind? She's having a girl. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? We are well. How are you? Just creeping on other people's pregnancies. <laughs> not your own. Yep. Not gonna... my own. <laughs> um, not yet. Anyway, um, I just wanted to start off with like a comment on um last week's call-in show. You guys mentioned about like um, purpose versus pursuing um, happiness and pleasure right. or joy and joy and pleasure. Um, and I, I just, I want to clarify, like, I don't think joy and happiness are the same thing. Um, That's probably true. Yeah. So I think like happiness and pleasure would be more comparable than joy. Like joy is um, happiness is circumstantial joy is in spite of circumstances. So just kind of wanted to. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Hmm. I'm not sure I, I understand that. Why would that be? So like, I think I thought you were saying Matt. like, um, joy is kind of resolve as a purpose in life that even if your situation, um, like changes, you still have joy. Um, in spite of like acute events. See, I, 
I would kind of think of it as the opposite. I think of happiness and I don't know, this is just my sense of the word. I, maybe I should look up the definitions here because I think of happiness as more of a long term <laughs> state, maybe despite setbacks. Joy to me seems more momentary Temporary. like in the moment. I, ha- I have the reverse perception of those words, maybe. But I suppose that doesn't really matter. You're, you're, you're making a distinction either way to separate two concepts and we can call them whatever we want to call them to make your point. Yeah. I guess I was thinking like joy is like a deeper, um, so therefore longer lasting than okay. happiness is like a more surface fickle. Okay. So um, what would be the difference as far as what your highest pursuit in life should be? Well, for me, it's uh, faith-based. Um, mm-hmm. oh, my, okay. like my faith is what gives me purpose and joy in life. Um, so that's personal. But I think anything that, I think being part of something larger than yourself, I think we live in a very individualistic society that has crippled us. Um, being part of like families and churches and communities is really important. Okay. Um, I guess, I guess my question is, would you view either of those as the highest value or the highest pursuit because because that's kind of what we were getting at was are those things worth are those the highest pursuits or is there something more is there something more important than those for like for me i think faith is the highest pursuit like pursuing what is good beautiful and true Mm -hmm. um and like true in the world like i think truth be the highest pursuit um but that could also be translated into a purpose for your life like what are you um, you know, what are you called to do? What's your purpose? And how do you stand for truth in a midst of a society where truth is subjective? Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. I think that that purpose is something that can produce happiness or joy, however you want to define those terms. Um, but it's something above and beyond either of them. It's something that purpose requires endurance through, say, tough times, setbacks. Um, unhappiness, non-joy, all of those things. And if, if you if you stay too focused on the pursuit of happiness or joy, however you define them, um, you might steer the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Would we agree on that premise? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. And I, I think I like that you worded it, worded it very well last week or two weeks ago about finding purpose in life. Um, I just like, um, I don't think, I don't think it's wrong to pursue joy or happiness um pleasure i would agree it's wrong to pursue that as your highest pursuit um but just the distinction in that pleasure and joy aren't always the same thing yeah i probably should have made that distinction although i think we we kind of touched on that didn't we i think yeah i think you did and i just went to um kind of spin on a little bit and yeah just kind of get your guys thoughts if that's that you would agree with or how that translates into purpose or well i just yeah i I think we're mostly on the same page i just think that those those are consequences rather than aims if that makes sense you get happiness and joy by pursuit of that purpose rather than pursuing them for their own sake that's probably what i would how i would characterize it um yeah i think a lot of people in today's society are pursuing the wrong thing yeah. And, and and even if you're talking, I mean, even the happiness you're talking about is um, 
like a long-term contentment achieved through that purpose. You're not talking about like, uh, you know, I, I had a momentary high or I hooked up with some guy from the bar yeah. and it was awesome. You're talking about long-term um, productivity, long-term, well, purpose. That's the word of the call, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think we're mostly on the same page here as far as I understand. Anything um, so, else on your mind? Um, nothing that would be short enough for last minute thought. So I'll save it All for right. another week. Um, but yeah, lots of interesting things come up in conversations throughout Discord servers. So thank you guys once again for building the community sure. that you have. It has changed my life in wonderful ways. Aww. And I admire, admire both of you. And yeah, thank you for well, your Well, thanks. Th they haven't thank fired you. you for corrupting the youth yet, have they? <laughs> um... <laughs> We actually have what's called a social emotional learning lesson hmm. next week, and it's talking about um, your internet footprint essentially. Oh no! Um, and you I'm kind of thinking, hmm, do I share Discord, that if what I would say on the internet would get me canceled? <laughs> like it's kind of like that cancel culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to decide how I want to teach this lesson and how. Yeah, so that'll be hmm. interesting. Well, you right. can't take back anything you say on the internet. I suppose that's. That's the whole lesson, right? Yeah, so just hide yourself well. Teach them that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call. Yeah, interesting and, conversation. And, and Godspeed. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Okay, we are due for a break. Uh, let me see what's going on over on Tippy Stream. We'll check in on YouTube. Let's see what we got uh, over on Tippy Stream. Phil says, "Here's hoping everyone's most holy month <laughs> is off to a great start. Remember to lock your bikes up." Wow, <gasps> so racist. You know, it is frustrating to log on to whatever your social media platform of choice may be, and there's a whole host of things I like to follow in my life beyond politics and political personalities. I like to follow video games. I like to follow sports. I like to follow maybe certain celebrities, whatever. It's becoming like gay, uh, gay pride month in June where now everybody changes their logo to be like the green, red and yellow. What does that even signify? It's something to do with uh, green, red and yellow black solidarity of some kind. Is it and like the new tranny black alliance thing i don't know but now it's like like the rasta colors is what i always thought those were but now it signifies solidarity with black history month and so everything from xbox to the vikings to whatever i follow they're all black red and yellow and they all talk about black history month <laughs> And it's like, Stupid. I just, I'm just here to play Halo. I'm just here to see who the Vikings hire as a head coach. I, <laughs> even through the NFL, all sorts of accusations going on of racism. A, a former coach just filed a federal lawsuit accusing the NFL of racism. And I, I, a listener um, sent me some data. It was our, a friend of the show, Michael Schlecht. A breakdown of the racial breakdown of positions in the NFL. Every single one. Uh, black people are overrepresented. You'll be shocked to learn. Every single position. Yeah. And yet it's a systemically racist league. Football. Yeah, it is a systemically racist league, says the former coach of the Dolphins in a new federal lawsuit, Brian Flores. Oh, my God. What a waste of everybody's time and energy. Fine. They're, if whatever uh, stops all of these black people from getting paid millions of dollars a year to do nothing, that's fine. So 
Well, I mean, they, they I wouldn't say do nothing because it is elite athleticism that people like to watch. That's why they make the money that they do. But to argue that that is an arrangement of systemic racism when there's probably no greater concentration of black millionaires. I mean, in terms of like raw athleticism in sports, is football really the pinnacle of that? I mean, like maybe your quarterbacks and stuff, but like these 300 pound fat linebackers. Uh, I don't know. No, your your wide receivers, your corners, those are elite athletes. I don't know what that means. So there are some of the, the, the a lot of those dudes are former track stars. Like they are up there with your fastest, yeah, like, strongest there, dudes in the world. There's some fat football players. There's no way that these are like the pinnacle of of human athleticism. They, it's um, not like basketball. But that's right? a subset of the players. Those those are a spe- you're talking about linemen who are have a very specific task, which is blocking people. The fast okay. guys. Elite athletes. And I'm not even saying the linemen aren't athletes. They're, they're an athlete of a very specific task, the linemen are. But mm. um, but yeah, a, a lot of those players are up there with any athlete uh, at the top of uh, at the top of athleticism in the world. So, yeah, that's the great thing about is... sports in general, that it's that meritocracy. And nobody cares if black people are overrepresented because you just want to watch elite athleticism. But now they're it's systemically destroying racism. it, though. You're systemically well, racist. This... Systemic racism. Uh, yeah, they shut um, down the NFL. Sue the NFL out of existence for systemic racism so there aren't any more uh, yeah. millionaires of color. Let's just get rid of it. The whole thing was like racist. It. Incompetent Hand says, I just woke up from a three-year coma. Did they ever push the Covington... Uh, punish. Did they ever punish the Covington kids or find out who beat up Jussie Smollett? Can you believe the, what the Virginia governor said about abortion? So sad. Virginia will never go red. How's Afghanistan. Gas is still a dollar eighty-eight, right? Man, it is crazy to think that is a, a, a pretty concise summary yeah, of three all years. Three time. years, yeah. Most of that was in two years too. A dollar eighty-eight. Wow. I don't. Uh, well, it, gas has been pushing four bucks here for a while. Three fifty to four bucks. So mm. seriously, I don't know what it is here. That's yeah. yikes. That I don't drive just... a ton, so it's not super. Punishing. How often do you fill up? Um, probably once every week to 10 days, something like that. I'm mean, like once every two weeks. Yeah. yeah. So you're not driving a ton either, but it doesn't matter. The thing is like, even if you're not personally, a uh, uh, a frequent driver, the cost of Can oil. You imagine if you had a long commute, I'd be so furious. Yeah. Well, and, but the thing is, it's going to impact everything. It's going to impact your groceries. It's going to impact all the other supplies you buy. Oil powers everything effectively. Yeah. And Makes a lot of stuff too. So even if you're not driving a lot, you're you're feeling the pain. Anyway, that's uh that's it on Tippy Stream. Um, Holden Mulray. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who loved him. Corinthians. Hmm. Thank you, Holden. Lots of biblical poetry from from Holden. Yeah. We appreciate that. Finger binger. Every time I say that, it makes me uncomfortable. Um <laughs> To clarify the bathroom harassment, I was wearing pants. Oh, this is the thigh girl. Yes. He tried to get me to come back in the bathroom and take my pants off. I have a sleeve. He asked if I have other tattoos, and I said, yeah, my thigh. Oh, yeah, that's that's way more harassy than I thought you were just like wearing a skirt and you could see it. And he was just asking you about it. He yeah. So he man, he asked you to remove clothing or pull clothing up to show. Creepy janitor. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, Fingerbinger also says, Blonde, where was the Counting Crows concert you went to in 06? I went to one that year in Illinois at the State Fair. He was hammered. It was the worst concert ever. I think, I actually don't know if it was in 2006, but it was in that era. I think I was still in high school. So it might have been 2006. Um, it was at the Fox in St. Louis. Hmm. Maybe that was like a period of his drinking. Yeah. Like that time in his life. Probably the same tour or around the same time. Oh, it was just so wasted. Uh, Long Don John. Blonde to make you feel better. Sydney Watson also fell for the Nick Gurr trick. It was just as funny. Did I fall for it or did he I just the say it because I don't care? Uh, we all got tricked by Nick. Did we? Nick gets we? everybody eventually. I somebody sent me the clip, but I haven't seen. I haven't watched it yet. Oh really? Uh, you should send somebody it to me. got Sydney Watson with the old Nick Gurr. Ooh. <laughs> the difference uh, is, Bill. I know. I know what I'm saying. Nick. That's that's Gurr. so much worse. Yeah. Bill Biz. Uh, according to Variety, Whoopi's comments on the View reached the highest level of decision makers at Disney. The decision makers have provided a reflection and reeducated Gulag. And to take care of Whoopi's problem. That it was so funny. I think that story is so funny. <laughs> the I don't good for her. Good I don't, for you, Whoopi. <laughs> I don't give a shit what she said, but the double standard is really frustrating. Oh yeah. Um, and it is her double down on Colbert was pretty weird, where she goes on there and says, "Yeah, I know everyone's yelling at me, but let me say again, like this was about white people attacking other white people. So you guys go fight over there. We don't like okay." Um, someone made a joke. Uh, no, maybe it was Babylon B. Like Hitler, Hitler was watching the View in Hell and was really pissed off to see the the Holocaust characterized as a non racial issue. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't know. What was even her point? Her point was that it can't be characterized as a racial issue because it was white people attacking attacking other white people. And then she went on Colbert and said and Colbert said, well, you you understand that Hitler and the Nazis themselves said it was an issue of of race and ethnicity. And she said, well, the Nazis lied because it it wasn't that it was just white. It was white on white crime. That's what she was saying. So it can't be race. This is funny, though, because um it brings up the question of whether or not Jews are white, which which they're not. Well, and at, at the time, that's sort of I don't know the history of how this has been. I don't know all the history of how this has been considered. <laughs> but my understanding is at the time that was less commonly accepted than it is today. So are people mad that that she said that Jews are white people? Because that seems to be what Jews want you to think about them. So what's the problem here? She's mad. I think she's mad because her comment or people are mad at her because they're her comments say that it really had nothing to do with uh, race or ethnic hatred, which mm. really, no matter how you classify, whether you want to say white or not, it clearly had a lot to do with uh, with ethnic animosity. And that was the, uh, a lot of the basis yeah. for what happened. So. Yeah. Does it enrage me? Like, am I, am I going to join the cancel mob? Like, ideally, I, I just don't want cancel mobs. This is one of many stupid things that have been said on The View routinely every single day for years. This and one, now people care about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I find a lot of irony that this um, this hen house that is constantly calling for other people to be canceled and censored is suddenly enraged that one of their own has been lightly canceled, at least for two yeah. weeks. I don't know. I, just, I, I don't um, I don't know what to think about it, because on the one hand, 
I like watching them die on their own swords. On the other hand, I don't want to be part of the same outrage mob that I hate. Like, I don't care what her Holocaust opinion is. I really don't give a shit. Doesn't. Yeah, but we should be eviscerating these people for any at, at any available opportunity, arbitrary or not. Who cares? Yeah, those are the, the, the two two ways to interpret this one. Uh, I don't want to be part of the outrage cancel mob because I hate that. Yeah. Number two, to the extent the, the other side of the coin is if there are outrage cancel mobs and those are the standards that they set. Well, then it's time to die by the outrage cancel mob because you guys set yeah. this standard. I really I understand both sides of it. I, I just, I just um, don't really see anything wrong with what he said, what she said. You don't think the Holocaust was about ethnic or racial no, no, I, I don't think that she said that it wasn't about ethnic issues. I think that uh, she said it wasn't about racial, but was about ethnic issues. Well, she's saying that since it was white on white crime, it's not race. That's her point. But didn't she make some caveat about about ethnicity in there also? I think it she's was more nuanced they, than this. She's saying that they lied about the Nazis lied about the distinction. Uh, that was her phrasing. Wait, she's on, saying that the Nazis lied about Jews not being white. That's what yes, she's saying. I think that's, I think that's correct. That's that was her point on Colbert. Whatever. To I, be honest, it's very hard to follow her logic, but to me, it's yeah. not really debatable that whether you consider um, ethnic Jews to be white or not, it clearly wasn't the, the writing is right there from Hitler himself yeah. that, this is a this is a undesirable ethnic minority that we seek to um, deal with. You know? I don't know. I just don't I just don't really care that much as a thing. I don't care any more than I care about all the nonsense that is said on that show all the time. It's not like some special thing. There's all sorts of ridiculous communistic bullshit coming off that show every single day. So that's true. Maybe maybe this just bothers me because I'm tired of talking about the Holocaust. So just why now we have to talk about the Holocaust and Whoopi Goldberg, two subjects that I just, I just don't want to talk about anymore. Hmm. You call yourself fired. a Goldberg Whoopi. How dare you? <laughs> I, I know. Well, you know, she changed her name so that we she were, would sound more Jewish. That's we were why looking she, up. How the hell did she get this name? Where did this come yeah. from? What is this? Um, yeah. Anyway, did you look it up? Did we talk about this? Yeah. She has a stage name, but yeah, I don't because, know because she wanted to sound Jewy. She thought that that would help her get jobs. She said it famously. That was like a Hollywood strategy. Is that? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, um, we're good over here for a yeah, while. Yeah, we, we're way behind. So that's enough Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg talk for right I now. I assume we're not talking about this on Sunday. I just, I mean, I'm not, we can. I just don't oh. care that much. We'll see yeah. if there's anything else that happens uh, out of it. Hey guys. Can you hear hey. me? Yes, sir. Yeah. What's on your mind? Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, I, I, I listened to, um, mostly I listened to the Colin show just like in the background mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't always get around to it how cringe are, are the simp calls man how fucking cringe <laughs> are those simp calls you gotta be nice to our callers i'm being uh, uh, totally nice and you know you know what gets me though there's so little equity in it matt with all the love <laughs> you've made with all the love you've made so i i, I figured i'd i'd um i'd uh I contribute to some equity, Matt. Oh well, sure. your beard looks nice. Thank you, I appreciate. No, no, no you for... I, I, I really mean it. I really, yeah. I really nice beard makes me want a jet ski, which is kind of like a motorboat. 
What the hell is jet skiing? I don't even know what that is. It's like a motorboat with, but with a scrotum on that beard. Okay. <laughs> oh God. All oh, right. Just, so you didn't I have to uh, massage Come the on, ego Maggie, that much. And wow. You're gonna, someone, someone's gonna super chat. Matt and I once made love on a jet ski. Watch. Uh, apart from yeah. that, so you got your dose of ec- uh, equity. Uh, how are you Thank guys you. doing? We are well. Yeah, no, no um, last time we talked, I told you, hey, this looks like uh, this whole COVID thing looks like it's going into tactical retreat. It seems like that's the way it is, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that does look like a pretty good call. And if I recall by that, you meant not a retreat. The, the, the tactical is a deliberate choice of word there. It is a it is an, an attempt to install a mindset uh, or a response in pursuit of the next step that they're going to take. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so don't let your guard down. Don't fall for the next culture war. BS. this, this, this whole Russia is going to invade Ukraine thing. Eh, eh, just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Keep praying. Definitely keep praying. What do you, what's your take on all of that? Do you, number one, do you think that there's going to be some kind of serious conflict? Uh, and if so, who's going to make the first move in that way? I mean, I, I gather that you could argue Putin has by stacking troops on the border, but he hasn't crossed yet. Well, no, yeah. honestly, Putin, my, my take on Putin, I felt felt like this for like since 2014. Putin is like the the only worldwide politician I admire. Hmm. The only one, dude. Uh, I, I don't know. You, dude, he, he's it, great for his own people. Th- there's this one Russian chick in 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 the in the di- in, in the Discord in the in the Telegram who begs to differ. Um, but I don't see it, man. He's great for fucking Russian. I don't I, know. I, I, my I, my I, Russian friend told me that people, my conservative Russian friend, told me that people in Russia hate his fucking guts, like hate him, and that we have we have a total people. we have we have a, the wrong perception of him, and that still he's an elitist swamp creature and that we don't see that because we just see him as like a powerful figure and a powerful world leader. All all I know is when the United States was supporting ISIS in Syria, Paul, Saul became Paul on the road to Damascus, the same Damascus, the people, the people in Syria, they're the original, they speak the same Aramaic that Jesus did. When we were supporting ISIS, when we were funding, oh, how'd they get all those Toyota trucks? Oh, my goodness. We didn't see them with all these satellites. Right. And they all came from the United States. They were raping and killing. They still are raping, killing the original Christians. The only world leader who stepped up to defend God's original people is Vladimir Putin, dude. He's and- done. He's done some things that are, you know, that are admirable. But as a world leader, I think that our perception of him is somewhat warped because we lack this male leadership in our country oh, dude, dude, do you re- do you realize he made crt and all that stuff illegal yeah he's done he's done some good stuff i, I know and and he uh, also kills uh dissident journalists which is awesome <laughs> no that's more the 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 turkish guy that's more uh, erdogan uh, erdogan more- also does it too but but putin he he definitely has some journalists killed. But after the, this election cycle, I kind of understand, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, I, I, there's some people over at CNN who could who could stand to. Yeah. You know, step down, maybe not so gracefully. I'm just saying maybe we need to take another look at Putin. It's he's not the greatest. 
Let me see. Putin rocks. Um, <laughs> I'm inclined to trust my Russian friend. I think she knows. She knows what she's talking about. But I'll, I'll have to ask about more specifics. Anyway, yeah, you, okay. got, you got your Putin you rocks about, box checked. What's the next box? Uh, I don't. Uh, Canadian truckers white pill. Woohoo! Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a, I, it, I just uh, wanted to. I just wanted someone to finally hit on you in a cringy way. <laughs> no, it's, it's been sufficiently cringy. It's been great to watch. I expect that we'll have more to say on the Canadian trucker uh, event on Sunday. So I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, it, it, uh, it continues on and Justin Trudeau continues to fumble and stumble uh, throughout his handling of this. So that's been entertaining to watch too. And this, this, I could totally take you to task, man. You hmm. are way too freaking BLM and not black lives. Your blue lives matter. You're way too into cops, dude. I'm sorry. Every single time I see a dozen cops arresting a 12 year old kid for not having a, a, a vaccine passport and they're cops doing it. Any, any, all these injustices. We, we talked about how that was bullshit when it happened. When have I wrongly praised a police officer? Um, On almost, on almost every shoot. Name a case. Um, uh, Castile. Who's the guy? Who's the guy who had, I praised the officer in the Philando Castile case. I I think that's the name and not, not not praised him, but, um, how about this defended when it wasn't merited? Name the case. The, the the Castile guy, I think. Was 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 that the black guy who had a gun permit and reached yeah, we, for his gun? We talked about go back and listen to the stream. What did I say the cop did a great job? I believe so. Okay. Well <laughs> bring a quote. Bring a quote for yeah. that one. Okay, no, and I'm not prepared. That, but I'll, I'll, I will take you to task. Oh, no, no, you won't take me to task if you don't have the supporting information. I will jet ski your <laughs> whatever. <laughs> OK, that, that's it, man. That's it. No, All right. Yeah, you guys, you guys have a great show. All right. All right? Thanks for calling. Peace. You get this look in your eye when something <laughs> like this happens. You get you get real serious and then your nostrils just flare right out. Well, I just I mean, I, I don't I don't like those sort of generic accusations. Oh, man, you do this all the time. Name a case. Well, you know, like all the yeah. time, I'm going to take you to task. Specifics. Do it. Yeah, well, I, I remember this one time like five years ago where I get to put words in your mouth. Right. Solidly argued. OK. All right. Uh, mean Steve is up next. Oh yeah, Steve. Steve, you there? Steve, hi. Hey, good thing you cut me off there. I might have said something. You never know what happens (laughs) in those conversations with dangerous spaces. I know it was getting pretty spicy in there. What's on your mind? Uh, what was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, question for you guys. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the U.S. or if you've been anywhere in the U.S. in the continental U.S. preferably. That you thought was like special or significant, uh, where was that, and or and or where would you go? Hmm. Anywhere in the continental United States for any reason that we haven't been. You haven't been. You've wanted to go, or you went there, or somewhere you do go. Some like place of interest that you uh, that comes to mind. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Okay. Wait, are we asking places we have been or want to go? 
Uh, either or. A place you'd want to okay. go to or a place that you've gone to that you really enjoyed. Um, Basically looking for, some, looking for some ideas. One of the coolest places I've stood in my adult life was Angel's Landing in Zion National Park when we were driving mm. my wife from L.A. up here. That was about three years ago. And uh, where's that? It, Zion is in like south uh, e- southwest Utah. It's not far from Las Vegas, so near St. George, Utah. Oh, okay, perfect. I could do and, Grand um, Canyon and then up to there. Yet, oh, if you're going to the Grand Canyon, you could definitely get to Zion. It's not too far from there. But uh, and I don't, I haven't been to the Grand Canyon, so I don't know how they compare. Um, mm-hmm. But Zion is really cool. It's the it's the um, Virgin River Canyon, which I laugh every time I hear the name of the river. So please excuse me. It's just Very a weirdly true, named river, the Virgin River. <laughs> and uh, it's it's carved out this insane. Uh, just that that whole um, river is is much like the Grand Canyon in that it's sheer exposure, just sheer cliffs on either side of it. And oh, so wow, yeah. there's this there's one of these cliff faces called Angel's Landing that is just kind of a. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like, um, no, it sounds like the perfect place. If it's hard to describe, if the, the pictures didn't do it justice, picture. Okay. Picture <laughs> like a sidewalk or a staircase that is completely exposed on either side, like a thousand feet to this river bottom. And you can walk up it and they have some chains to assist you. So it's, it's exposed, but it's not crazy. And then you get on the top of it and, um, it's different from mountains. Like mountain summiting is very cool because you're up, you know, on the top of the world and you can see forever and that's awesome. But, but in this case, you're standing on such a small amount of ground. It's, it's like walking on a sidewalk or a staircase, but either side of you is a thousand foot drop. And it's, it's totally crazy. Uh, Are you looking for a natural wonder? (laughs) Well, kind of. Um, I think Matt, we talked about this maybe back in, august on uh one of your hangouts i was on on the middle of like a cross-country uh road trip so i'm basically mm. gearing up for uh, round two here oh okay yeah. Yeah, i don't like any of my other suggestions then uh, here's my last what selling point you got <laughs> lots and lots of people Museums. die on angels landings oh so. oh fantastic yeah so wa- watch your step and if there's snow or ice uh don't well not necessarily don't do it but just be careful yeah, that's like, um, I forget what they call it on Mount Everest, uh, like Rainbow Valley or something. Have you heard of this? Um, on no. Everest? No. Yeah. Uh, Is it where everyone pretty, dies? Yes. And all the different colored jackets and snow pants. And it kind of makes this like multicolored. It's kind of morbid, but uh, yeah. Wow. Rainbow, whatever. I forget what they call it. Hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so getting back to more positive things. Um so I'm in Texas now and I was looking at going from Texas and going north. So Grand Canyon, Zion's Angel, that's perfect. And then I really wanted to go to uh, Glacier National Park uh, last summer, but didn't, I wasn't able to fit that in. But yeah. I'm thinking about just going straight up the country. That'd be, that'd be perfect. Kind of yeah, in there, um, your guys' uh, neck of the woods there. Grand Teton, Yellowstone, Glacier, they're all, I've spent less time in Glacier than any of those three. But um, okay. we, yeah, we Tetons did. Tetons was amazing. I, I was oh, you see, last summer. Yeah, yeah, if you've been in the Teton area, that's like uh, that's like fairy tale stuff. Um, it's a little crowded these days, but if you can get on some of the less beaten paths, it's still really cool. Yeah, it's kind of a strange. Like I was in Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's a very strange um, area. A lot of angry locals that hate like the Disneyland kind of attraction to it. A lot of like curmudgeons that are just like, get out of my tiny mountain town. Yeah, it's become uh, mountain San Francisco in terms of its oh, politics. Man. And I love Jackson, uh, but yeah. I, 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 the- I wouldn't be able to live there even if I could afford it, probably because of the politics. It would be insufferable. Yeah, and it's always like a giant pissing contest between the locals. Like, I've been here for 20 years. You've only been here for 10. I'm more of a local than you are, boy. It's like, uh, I just want to check out the scenery and the bears and the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you have anything, any other spots you wanted to highlight, Blonde? Oh, I, it's not going to work with the trip. I always talk about this museum I want to go to in Philadelphia, but that's totally out of the way for, Mm. for him. Uh, no, I'll actually be going all the way back to the East Coast. So maybe I could do a museum. Okay. So if you go to Philadelphia, if you feel like dealing with some black people and their mass uh, situation in, is probably I was in bad. Philadelphia in September. It was like, I swear I would never go back, but if you're going to uh, sell me on this museum. <laughs> it's I've never been there. I have been trying to get my husband to go there before COVID, but then COVID happened and we're never going to go now. But it's called the Mutter Museum, M-U-T-T-E-R. And it's a yeah. museum of medical T-T-E-R. oddities. Oh, that's right up your alley, huh? With your toe, was it? Oh gosh, they have they have all sorts of stuff. They have this um this uh conjoined twin skeleton and they were conjoined like all the way up to the neck. And then they Yikes. have um an elephantitis leg and formaldehyde and all sorts of just crazy medical shit. I want to go there okay. so much. It looks awesome. But mm. if that's not your jam, then you might ruin like your trip, uh, the tour of America's most beautiful places with a weird leg in water. There's you know? also um, Kermit Gosnell's ending. Clinic in Philadelphia. That was a There's museum what? of Kermit Gosnell's Clinic. That was a museum of medical oddities. I can't. No, no babies. Just I can't do the babies. Whatever thing. happened to his uh, his his space? What did they do with that? I don't know. It's probably like a really expensive loft apartment now or something. Hmm. Don't go to Kermit Gosnell's clinic, uh, Steve. I, that would not be recommended. All right. All right I'll take it off the list. <laughs> That's all I've got. All right. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, when, when's the trip happening? Are you on it right now? Uh, no. So I'm actually working like a temporary kind of contract job down here. Uh, and it seems like it just keeps going on and on and on. But I can leave it at any time. So uh, yeah. I was thinking kind of spring, summer would be a good time gotcha. to head up north uh, yeah. with my car. And where you guys are in the snow, that would not be a good uh, combination. Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of the coolest uh, natural spots to visit are not necessarily guarantees in the winter, of course. Right, it'd be a little more treacherous joining yeah. that Rainbow yeah. Valley. Yeah, even if the roads are open, which a lot of them are not. So, all right, Very well, cool. uh, I appreciate yeah, the suggestions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Through one one real quick addendum to uh, you guys, what you're talking about with Kim. Like kind of the idea of delayed gratification. I mm-hmm. love that concept. A, a real quick yeah. quote I'll leave you with is um, something like, don't give up or sacrifice what you want most for what you want right now. Yeah. 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 Right. Key lesson to learn uh, early. Yes, sir. Yep. Thank you, man. All righty. Well, have a good night, guys. Appreciate you it. As well. Take care. I was Maybe talking. It's like the best time to travel right now. Well, probably, I'm sure cost-wise, uh, you, you probably get a lot of deals this time of year. 
But uh, on the topic of delayed gratification, I was talking to another parent not long ago, and he was talking about how that is a key concept he teaches his son. His son is, I don't know, four or five, something like that. Yeah. But you put the kid in a room with a cookie and you say, and you say I'm going to yeah, come back yeah. in 10 minutes. And if that cookie is still there, you get, you get two cookies, two cookies. Yeah. And you yeah. want your kid to learn early that if you can practice restraint and if you can exercise willpower despite temptation and you can stay focused on the long-term goal, that is how you succeed. And I thought that was um, pretty wise to start teaching uh, a kid that concept at a young age, because whether it's yeah, cookies it's a famous or, experiment. Yeah, th that applies to so many things in your life that if you can yeah. stay focused on the long term goal and not get distracted by momentary pleasures, you will be on the track for success. Man, this travel thing's really bumming me out. Uh, what about it? Just the state of the world? Well, I just, I always thought like there were going to be places that I'd see in my life later. And I just don't think it's ever going to happen now. Yeah. I wonder if um, my wife and I are ever going to travel internationally. I have no idea. That really bums me out. Like I was going to take my daughter to Japan and we were going to do all sorts of stuff. Hmm. Not going to happen now. Maybe we were never meant to travel. Hmm. I don't know. But there's a lot of cool stuff I can see around here. So I'll be content with that for the time being. Um, we're, we're due for a break. So over oh. on Tippy Stream, Long Dong John says, that caller has a point, Matt. Even if he could be more tactful, conservatives need to back off on the back the blue. <laughs> Change it to back the blue that backs you. Do not support thugs like NYPD who will lead uh, you to the gulag with a smile on their faces. Well, I certainly agree with that, but I don't agree with the premise that I haven't maintained that perspective. I, I've never said back the blue. And <laughs> I there's it's, this is the first time I've ever said it. And uh, reading this quote. So I, I, I think that police officers, just like any civilian out there, deserve to be defended on principle. And I think um, uh, when they are serving their purpose, that is not defended by default. I don't think any civilian necessarily deserves to be defended by default, nor does any police officer be defended defended by default they have a purpose to serve they have values to serve when they do that and they're treated unfairly they should be defended when yeah. they're out abusing other people they should be criticized but i reject the premise that i have backed the blue unconditionally we have talked yeah, about police officers yeah. being abused we have talked about police officers abusing and the caller brought up well just remember it's a police officer kicking 12 year olds on a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, we talked about those cops and we said, what a bunch of jackasses. Mm -hmm. I, I've not shielded them in any way. So, wait, was he talking about us on the podcast? Uh, what do you mean? When we, when we discussed that, was it, or did you make a video about this? No, we, well, he's the, the point of the caller was it's, you got to remember, it's the cops who will kick 12 year olds. No, no, I know, a, but was yeah. he referring to when we discussed the cops? Kicking that child out of an Applebee's? Is that what he was talking about? I suppose. Because we and, were and, highly and critical the, of the police department in that segment. Right. That's the point. Well, it's a, it's a police officer who will abuse you. It's also a good cop who will come and help you. So if we want to just cherry pick and you're accusing, if the accusation is that I defend all cops by default, I don't. I, I criticize them where they are deserving of criticism and I praise them where they're deserving of praise. And I reject the argument that. Well, it's a cop who's going to come abuse you because that's how it works. It's also a cop who's going to come help you. Yeah. And we can show plenty of cases of that, too. So I, I don't know how that 
how the back the blue accusation got tied to me. And I'll certainly Maybe debate somebody any just point. wants to dump on you because it's funny. Maybe I'll certainly it. debate the point, and that's fine. I'm not saying that you can't criticize anything I've ever said. I but what bugs me is a generic accusation without specifics and an, uh, the assignment of a perspective to me without explaining the details Yeah, and then acting like you'll take me to task. You're not taking me to task. You're just making an accusation. He literally said, up. take you to task too. Yes. That bothers me. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You just gotta, you gotta bring the goods if you're going to make the accusation. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not criticizing you. It's, you can get as mad as you want about stuff like this. <laughs> I, I'm only like, saying uh, that you've got a face where I can tell. Yeah. It's coming. That's yeah, all. you know my tells. Um, Rocky Mountain Monk. Matt, in response to today's video, you do have an association to Hitler, but not due to any videos about him on YouTube. It's due to that wonderful Aryan hottie co-host <laughs> seated to your right. I figured someone might make that point. That uh, um, You know, I'm, I'm not a, a huge lover of Hitler. <laughs> you've come so, around on Uncle A, or you've turned no, around just, on Uncle A. You know, he, he was the... The greatest failure to our movement. Wow. <laughs> this is the next level. Hitler didn't go far enough. No, Hitler yeah. had like a, a real problem where he didn't recognize his limitations. He had an ego problem. This whole going into Russia thing. Fucking crazy. Like, why would mm -hmm. you do that? Why would you do that? It's insane. It's an, it was an insane thing to do. Anyway, so he clearly didn't have a good understanding of what he could accomplish as a man and as a movement, mm -hmm. that's a problem in a leader, like a huge problem. I in um, no way was saying that he didn't go far enough with the Jews. I was <laughs> thinking, I'm just kidding. Jesus Christ. I'm just um, I mean, I, I'm on the record saying he probably had a few more leadership flaws than that, but uh, in the interest of time, yep. okay. we'll carry on. He was a flawed man. Um, Ryan Agri just wanted to thank the MC channel for their support of the great honkening honkening mm. that is the the freedom convoy oh because they gotcha. honk everywhere yeah oh okay the way yeah. it was spelled i was uh, confused for a second uh also i'm stupid our irreverent bastards batman here batman here i never said that i was a good enough person to get into heaven my point was if your entry into heaven is predicated on whether or not you believe in space daddy that seems petty i don't know if the caller was criticizing you well, you think he's just clarifying his point, too. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, That's the theme of tonight's show. I never said that shit. That's it. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Long done, John. Yeah. Uh, what did Mr. Blonde think of Full Metal Jacket? Did he think it was accurate? We actually didn't watch it together mm. because I forgot I had to watch it, and so I had to watch it on a Sunday. Um, I think he's seen it, and he he didn't like that it seemed like two separate movies that weren't cohesive which is everybody's criticism about that movie i knew almost nothing about that movie and that i didn't even know it was like that going into it and so yeah, yeah that that really kind of ruined it for me tim hammond great video today matt if you're not allowed to have some opposing opinions on life death situations how about criticizing military action the military action that's a good point too that, that was the point of CBS Mornings. Well, uh, you, you got free speech, but Joe Rogan can't talk about Corolla because that's a life or death issue. Like, fucking everything's a life or death issue. I can't believe this Joe Rogan thing is blowing up so spectacularly. It makes me want to defend him, although I kind of thought that he was this middling intellect before. But now I'm 
feeling very protective over Joe Rogan. It's a weird timeline that we're in. Well, we we should insofar as that uh, this it's very clear to me and that that segment illustrates Joe Rogan is the vehicle through which they can attack you. It's about what you can listen to. It's about what you can use to make up your mind. So you don't have to love Joe to realize these people have disdain for you. And um, when we were on the air on Sunday, Joe, right around the time we got off or while we were live, he posted his video addressing all of it. And bless Joe's heart, he's still very kind to the people who would lock him up and possibly execute him, given any opportunity to do it and that's true i i i respect and admire that i actually do i think that the goodwill by default is um it's a in an ideal world that's a great thing to have but if i could talk to joe it's uh, it the whole video it seems like he doesn't understand he, he says oh well i'll do a better job of uh, interviewing other people no 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 these no, people don't do listen to yeah. your show they don't care you're, what you're saying, whether or not it's legitimate. It's yeah. successful despite them. And there is nothing that you can do to appease them. If there were no intervention and these people had the key to lock you up, they would. They would throw yeah. the key away. They would never give you a trial. They would watch you rot totally. if, yeah. if they had no intervening factors because they have no moral structure. This might be a play. He's not naive. Maybe. I, th- I, I think... If he's sincere and that wasn't a strategy, he has way too much faith in the people who are attacking him. I mean, it seems like a stupid strategy from people on the left because he's not a a right wing guy. He's a left leaning centrist. Like I find his political philosophy incoherent and I don't it's incredibly incoherent. I mean, I I think a lot of it is just based around a love of weed, which is it's like standard libertarian stuff and then like some free speech speech stuff. But then he's right on coronavirus. But then he tests everybody that goes into his into his studio and they were like really weird about it for a while. Hmm. I don't I think the whole thing's incoherent, but and I, I don't want to sound too harsh on Joe because Joe is hugely successful for a reason. I'm not sitting here yeah. telling him what he should do because he has done he has he is far more successful in this game than I ever will be, assuredly. So it's not me dunking on Joe, but I, I do find the the political philosophy to be hard to follow in yeah. incoherent, like I said. When I when I listen to the Evan Hafer interview, the black rifle coffee guy. They were going back and forth on certain political positions and Joe would go from points like um, any government actor who tells you they can make your life better should be viewed as skeptical. You should view them uh, skeptically. Any government actor who wants to take your stuff to make life better, you should view them skeptically. But also we really need to relieve student debt. But also this should be free and that should be free. Um, It just uh, the, the first principles I can't identify. I can't That's identify true, what yeah. he views the purpose of government as. That's my well, biggest problem. I don't know that he's really hammered these things out. He's just like a, a normie dude that has a long form. He smokes weed and he has a long form. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think he's like a, a, a true theologian or anything like that. I don't think he's like a voice for the ages. But he does yeah. give people of a diverse um, of a diverse viewpoint, of diverse viewpoints, uh, a platform to speak, and, and, that, and that's that really got to count for something these days. And that's right? really it. And that's why my criticism has to be understood properly. Nobody's tuning in on the scale of the millions that they are for Joe Rogan's personal political philosophy. Yeah, it's not why they're tuning in. And so maybe that's kind of an irrelevant point 
doesn't really matter. People are tuning in to hear him ask questions that get at the heart of other people's thinking. And he's very good at that. He, well, he lets people talk. I think yeah. that that's all you really need to do in this day and age. Just like shut your mouth and like let somebody talk and then ask leading questions. Yeah. He's he's, he's good at having it. So, a conversation with somebody for a few. Good hours. for him. And um, whether you love Joe or not, uh, the attack on him, it, it is an attack on you insofar as they want you not to be able to decide what you listen, what you're listening to and how you make up your mind. That's the yeah. attack on you. OK, we're way past time. So let me get back into the calls here. Uh, Smitty is up next. Smitty, you there? Shitty. Hi. It's not shitty. Are you sure? <laughs> Smitty? Smitty? Hi, how's it going? Very well, how are you? Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, I'm sorry I called you that then. No, no, it's fine, it's fine. (laughs) Thank you for Uh, calling, thank you for listening. Yeah, man. I'm excited to be on. Um, What's uh, what's So the Honkening. I'm a Mm. Canadian, and we're very excited about the Honkening. So do you think they're going to make you out to be domestic terrorists or something? Something's coming. I know I said you know, this was a psyop. I didn't really this, mean it, but something's up with this. About lately, because I was looking at the news of it today, and I'm kind of like, "What's going to happen?" This is so—it's like it's too quiet. Like I know that there are feds mm. for sure. Like definitely, there have been fed plants, like the, yeah. the Nazi flag guy and the Confederate flag guy, for sure. Yeah. Um, as well as like we've had these like occasional bouts of like uh, somebody spray paints this or pees on this or whatever. <laughs> And the the media is getting really obsessive about those specific things, yet they have no video of any of it. <laughs> so right. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I really hope that uh, you know, this this will be um, a good thing and that things will change. But I, I have my doubts. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was. Uh, you know, if nothing does change, I'm, I might look at look into uh, immigrating down to the states. So I'm trying to figure out what state would be a good one. I'm near hmm. South Saskatchewan, but I, and I don't want to be too far away from family. So uh, the, just stick in the Dakotas. Yeah, are kind of my yeah. yeah. Idaho's good. So, it's getting taken over by Californians, though. Montana's having similar problems. Yeah, Dakota's. Well, it, it's going to be a hardcore lifestyle. There. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like here. In that's true. So it, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to it. Um, th- that's the thing. Is like, I feel like I live in the freest province in the country as far as our our rules. I mean, they've actually said in in our province that they're going to roll back the COVID restrictions after this mm. protest. But have they done it? Not yet. They said because we've heard a lot of people months time saying so stuff like, for a long time, right? Yeah. What's uh yeah. oh, okay? So if if Saskatchewan is is better, what's it, only what's, mildly? <laughs> okay, so only mild. So you think right. the Dakotas will be or Montana or wherever will be significantly better than what Saskatchewan yeah, offers? I, I would hope so. I mean, the thing is, you can't get a job here if you're not vaccinated. Not really. Not oh in person. Oh my god. Um. It, well, you, if you are, you you're really lucky. Like my dad, he lost his job over it. Um, oh no! And he he had a near perfect record at that job and at any other he's never been fired ever in his life and so you know they they fired him uh from this job uh without like first they put him on pay without or leave without pay Mm. um and had him kind of strung along for months and denied his religious uh exemption and then eventually they just told him he was done yikes yeah it was crazy 
and and he got really lucky because there was another oil field company in the area, a trucking company that he was able to get a job with as a mechanic um, that wasn't doing this. Basically, their employees wouldn't have it. Uh, like none of them were ready to to get a vaccine. So, um, yeah. thankfully, he was able to get a job there. But you know, because right now it's up to the business owners. But you know, it, that might change. I don't know. This is you know. such horseshit. There's going to be nobody to hire. Yeah, yeah. Well, well maybe and, and not. I mean, that's not true. I mean, ninety percent of people, ninety percent of even these truckers are vaccinated. Hmm. Yeah, a lot of them are. I mean, I, it's actually. I, I think it's probably more than more towards eighty percent, but not that that's much of a difference. Hmm. Well, twenty percent. That's not nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was surprised by the record breaking size of the convoy. Like, yeah. Um, it's, it's wild. Like, so this yeah. is all it, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, probably should and, and, issue some sort of retraction. <laughs> we will have uh, an opportunity for this week's stream. What do you mean? I never say exactly what's going on because you never know. Um, Speaking of last week's show, whether uh, things I are going to work out. My parents, and they were ah. super happy to see you guys talking about it. Well, cool. So, yeah. I, I, I got a lot of emails about that, and it's like, are people not talking about this? Or, or is it just Canadians aren't hearing about it in their own media or something? Because well, I feel like everybody's well, talking, talking about, about it here. So, like, Tucker we, talks well, about it the only night. thing is negative, but yeah. Oh. I have not seen it. I, I, I watch like mainstream morning news and stuff to kind of see what they're saying. Yeah. I don't think I've seen any coverage of the trucker stuff there. Yeah. Really? And even. Um, I don't know. I mean, kind of hit or miss in like alternative media or quote unquote right wing media, whatever you want to call yeah. it. It's I, there, I but it's yeah. Tim Pool talking about it. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I, I love his like coverage of it. I'm not. I don't agree with him on everything, but uh, I think <laughs> I'm glad that he's talking about it. <laughs> I always love that qualifier. I don't agree with I don't this agree person. It's okay. Everything. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, who you know, who do you agree with about everything? I mean, yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I do, I, I quite like, uh, Matt, your analysis videos. They're some of my favorite content in a week. To, no, thanks. To watch, I appreciate so. that. Yeah. I've been watching, I think I've been watching you guys since you, Matt, your interview with Steven Crowder. I think that was when I st- first started watching. Oh it. God. Yeah. I hear, yeah. I, thanks for tuning in for as long as you have. Cause that's about five years ago now. And people say that to me all the time. And, um, and, uh, it's, it's not that st- Without like getting too much into behind, like I don't know, personal things. Uh, I I just there's not there's no conflict or anything. I just I have a lot of regret about how my relationship with Steven Crowder developed or didn't develop. Yeah. I sort of okay. wish I could like mend or repair that bridge. Not that the bridge is broken, but you know sometimes like sometimes you say something the wrong way or you do something the wrong way, but you didn't really mean anything by it. And then there's kind of like a conflict and then you don't talk about it for like forever. And then it's too awkward way down the road to try to repair that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the situation that that ended up becoming. And I I have a lot of, um, I don't know. I just have regret about that. I I don't think that I handled it as well as I could have. And you know, I have never talked to that guy, but I've always thought he seems like a douche. I don't. I don't I know mean, him well uh, enough. I have some to, friends to who say. got real upset about his. He did a whole section on like with a bunch of black jokes that got some people really upset I, a while back. Well, that sounds um, awesome. That's not my <laughs> my beef. I just like I, I long for the era of not gay Jared, and then when he left, I just yeah. got the feeling that they left on bad terms. Things changed quite a bit. 
after and that. then it's like all these people that are so obsequious to him and like licking his butthole because of his stupid jokes on his show i'm like i'm out i can't watch this well anymore. that was the thing about the <clears throat> about like the, the black jokes thing was that it they weren't good like they were bad jokes <laughs> Hmm. That is the problem. And if so you're gonna go there, worse. you gotta so be the people funny. Who are you like, know? You're a racist, or like your your racist jokes aren't even funny. Like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if they were yeah. funny, people would have forgave it. I think. Also, hmm. I don't even think he's truly racist. Those kinds of things they no, need to come from so the either. heart. You know. You can't have fake racism. No, well, it's got to be, be a real racist. Come on, yeah. dude. All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, um, maybe he's cool, but whatever yeah. happened there or didn't, or maybe it could be repaired in the future. I mean, my philosophy too has just been: uh, I'm doing my own thing, man. I don't depend on anybody. I don't need anybody. Uh, I like to have yeah. friends and associates, and I like to work together with people who are kind of in the same area. But the other thing I don't want to do is like try to repair that with the appearance that I'm trying to ride someone's coattails. Cause I'm not, yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I should probably, there's a very simple solution, which is just send a message and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I fucked that thing up like four years ago. I don't uh, think you did anything wrong though. No. Did quarter black also leave? He's uh, yeah. He, I don't know if he's off full time now. He, I think he's so, still like, the is. only people that I like that have been affiliated with that show are gone. What's the point? I don't know exactly what quarter black is doing, but I know he's not on full time anymore. I know he was a fan of our show. Oh yeah. He's uh, I I've, I've uh, you know, exchanged tweets with him here and there. I don't know him well, but I do know he has listened at least occasionally. He's one. So. not a douchebag. I can tell. I don't know. And I'm not accusing Steven Crowder <laughs> of being a douchebag because I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my relationship with him is not. It just was never deep enough to even. None of us really and know each well, other. The other the other reason I feel bad about it is because um, it's not that I couldn't have done what I've done on my own. I think I could have and I think I have. But more than anybody who gave me an opportunity when my channel was like really uh, like an unknown commodity. He did and how they found it. I don't know, but he did. And I don't think that I handled or managed that relationship greatly. I think I, I I dropped the ball in a way or two. Sometimes these relationships just go to shit. Gavin McInnes gave me my start. When I interviewed him like six months ago or whatever, he actually took a phone call during our interview. It's like, sometimes it's just, it's just like, thanks for doing what you've done for me, but also go fuck yourself. I can see it more from his perspective now because it's like if I kind of extended an olive branch to somebody and then they were, I don't know, maybe a little unkind or a little critical or a little whatever you might, you'd feel wrong. You'd be like, well, I did a nice thing for that guy, but look how he treated me. What a jackass. I I can, I'm not saying I agree, but I can understand where he's coming from more. That's all. And this is all bullshit. Anyway, you got some sadness. I, about your bromance. I'm sure Steven Crowder doesn't give two fucks like, and hasn't for years. He doesn't. He is not watching this right now. No. <laughs> he will never and hear And thankfully this, this video doesn't stay up on YouTube so nobody can send it nobody to him. Nobody there. Yeah. Well, somebody um, could. And I fully admit this is just like, this is just a lot of bitch talk on my part. Because like I said, I could go repair it tomorrow, but I don't. So. He'd probably be like, who whatever. are you? <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
back to the calls. I've done a terrible time, a terrible job of time management tonight. I apologize, guys. Uh, but I will uh, get to at least a couple more calls here before we're finished. Jolly Rogers up next. Jolly Roger, you there? Hello. Yeah. Thanks for what's, Hi. What's on your mind? Hello. So um, at some point, I want to debate Blonde on her final solution, a.k.a. the stray dog holocaust. <laughs> oh, this, it was oh, just that. an idea. That final yeah, yeah. solution. I have, I have some ideas about that. I adopted a dog from Romania, but I, I grabbed okay, some wait, wait. of the points you If made. we're going down this road, can we establish no, no, the premise? Or you're not doing that? Are you just joking? Not today. Yeah. Okay. I'm just oh, okay. All right, all right. I wanted to pick your brains about uh, the life of a YouTuber or content creator, if mm. you... Yeah. I'll talk about that because I think you're both really successful and I started a YouTube <laughs> channel a year ago Debate. and there's some things I really love about it and some things I struggle with. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean the key is to be a woman of um slightly above average intellect and slightly above average looks and then just to make content um infrequently and still manage to to be wildly successful. I I don't know. I don't know how it happens. So if you've got that going for you, you're in. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. you're, well, you're screwed. You're screwed. Well, you're going to take the Skagway and you're going to have to work hard and shit. It's going to be that's terrible. That's for losers and idiots. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, okay. So you need what... to message Steven Crowder. And... <laughs> Sorry. God. What, uh, what are your specific thoughts or what, I suppose, what are the things that you feel like maybe we could help you with? I guess you also came along some things where you've maybe felt inadequate so mm. like i'm I'm doing more tutorials in the yeah. data science programming statistics realm okay and i got some good numbers of subscribers some videos mm -hmm. did really well i wasn't that consistent i want to do at least one video per week i only did 19 last year this year i could keep up one per week and it's mm -hmm. it's going going all well but so i mean the, the the most I struggle with is my my voice. My I have a, a bit of a lisp when I have hmm. to talk about seventy fifth percentiles. Everything just merges and a strong German accent. But I, I mean, I just have to try to work on it and. Push I don't through, know. But... I did not notice that, and I'm highly critical. You have a very pleasant voice. I never would have noticed that in a million years. In fairness, Blonde is strongly inclined to appreciate the yeah, you're my folk nuances. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm like, oh, final solution, you say. <laughs> okay, so then maybe the... I mean, so, okay. So, so hand, in all seriousness, so much... your, your, is, is your voice your only worry, or are there other... Uh, no, the others, I mean, I usually try to see the positive and negative, so there's so much you can do about improving your thumbnails, learning about Photoshop, Illustrator, yeah. getting better, better, better. But then I'm a procrastinator kind of. So yeah. I'd, I'd rather want to finish something that's good instead to try to make it perfect. Well, and you're... Then, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. And then the other is if I try to teach something, how long should the video be? Should I cover everything in 30 minutes mm. to an hour or should it be 10 minutes? And then I just skip the parts that I'm not really sure about because one side of the channel is that I learn a lot and I take people along the journey. So I'm not, I, I mean, I use the, the programming language for my real work. I'm, I'm working 40 hours a week. So that's just a, the hobby I do on the side, but I always wanted to be a YouTuber. And now I accomplished something over here that I'm really proud of. So I'm looking forward to learning more, getting better. It's well, just, this is... Yeah, this is an, an interesting project in that it's probably a little bit different than what I and we are doing. You tell me, because if you're doing tutorials, 
that strikes me as more of um, you want to capture, say, searches. You someone's looking to do a so task. You want to keep it short. I, you I would want say, to be yeah. the person who provides the instructions for how to do that task. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, then so, I would not do long form content. That's going to kill your channel. Um, I would do short form content that's really concise and specific. And then the, the keyword searching on YouTube is huge. So. Uh, make sure that every word, every, uh, including all the programming language that you would search if you were looking for the subject are straight up like in the title and in the um, mm. in the description. And if you if you wanted to do more in depth, you could probably separate that off and say like, well, if you want more on this, here's a separate longer video. Yeah. But I mean, my experience and I don't really look at computer issues, but say like around the house repairs or I'm trying to complete whatever task and I don't know how to do it. Yeah. I get so enraged as a viewer where I <laughs> like I had to fix the Keurig. I think I told this story and it's nothing but videos of people talking about Keurigs have become a very popular consumer product over the yeah. last decade. I know. Yeah, <laughs> so that's why I'm it. trying to fix mine. So yeah. if that's your aim, like people are searching for how to do this task. I'm going to be the guy who teaches them how to do that task. Waste no time. Like yeah. in that, not that wasting time is ever a good thing, but you know, like in a, in a long form stream like this, what we're doing right now, it's kind of a community thing. We're all just talking and bullshitting. There's a lot of room for wasting time on this stream. Let's put it that way. We have wasted but, a lot of time but, on tonight's stream. But in that product, the, the viewer that you're trying to capture, especially it's got to be um, just every word has to be pursuant to that purpose of here's how you complete the task. Oh, that, and that's then, what I would think along those same lines when I'm doing using an instructional video, if something becomes complicated, um, I need somebody to say it slowly and to say it twice. That always helps mm -hmm. me in a video when I'm trying to do something. So if you approach uh, something, some kind of programming language that, you know, the viewer is going to have a problem with, like dumb it down to a, a pretty basic level. Um, give a basic example and then maybe... Uh, Give another example where you try a, a bit more fancy things about coloring or legends. And... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I noticed some of the videos are super long, 45 minutes, and they type out and then they make mistakes and go back. And it's, But some of these videos are three or four years old and they were the first to explain the concept in this language ah. and they have hundreds of thousands of views. And oh, so yeah, so you've I've, captured an area that, that people are looking advantage. for. Yeah. Yep. So you've oh, got definitely. a little niche. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're pulling you six figure views, you're you're yeah, in yeah. good shape. Blonde, Blonde even gave me a shout out um, one year ago when I uploaded my first video. I oh, really for super chat, and you called out the name. So it's the the Data Digest. Okay. The Data and Digest. It's for people that learn R programming. It's a free software. It's oh yeah. Focused oh, on yeah. statistics I've, and data I've done a little bit of R in my day, but not for like five nice. years. So my newest video will be about NBA players and their stats and how you can visualize it in a heat map. So yeah, well, I can that's really always cool. adapt the, the stats to even new things that come up. I could use it for COVID data for so. But in the beginning, the first years, I just want to set the basics. Yeah. So then, your histograms uh, so. in R, uh, mm -hmm. that video is doing really well, and it's on the shorter end. And it looks like there's a lot of information in the title. And it's probably what people are looking for in school, right? Yeah, yeah also maybe. the thumbnails that they show, the, the diagrams, that's, that helps. Some, yeah. some people just have text. so it's. Oh, these timestamps are good, too. Yeah, this looks good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, if you got that set up. Susan doesn't let me do that because I'm a bad boy, apparently. But 
That bitch. Um, All right, everybody, well, subscribe should, to the Data Digest. But maybe I shouldn't be talking to you then. No, I, you probably. I, honestly, you probably don't want a lot of advice from 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 me or from us. But I, I say that sort of tongue in cheek. But I I also say that because we're producing such different products that I wouldn't yeah. take anything that we're saying here as gospel. You've captured a niche in an area that's totally different uh, totally from different, what yeah. we do. So yes, you've got something probably apply. So yeah, trust your instincts. And, and I would say, I mean, it sounds like you've, you've captured something. Just keep at it. Stay consistent. Keep the production on a, on a consistent, uh, at a consistent rate. You'll probably be yeah. in good shape. Yep. Cool. Well, thank well, th- you. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. And, um, perhaps I shall check this out cause, uh, I'm not doing like intense data analysis for my purposes, but every once in a while, you know, I got, uh, I got a need for basic level stats and basic level chart building and all that kind of stuff. Right. Racial breakdowns of FBI statistics only. <laughs> Thank you, man. Next time we'll talk dogs, okay? And yes. The final solution. And you can give us a statistical analysis. 75% of all dogs on the world are stray dogs. Wow. Yeah. Only a quarter live in, in homes. Holy mm. cow. Big, big country right. differences, of course. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you, man. Auf Wiedersehen. All right. Last call tonight goes to Rack. Rack, are you there? Uh, yep, that's me. What's on your mind? Um, I was wondering if you guys want to talk about uh, zoning laws in the U.S. that have affected our diver- urban development since the 1950s. Sure. Hmm. Sure. I don't know a lot about it, but uh, fill me in. Well, so basically there was some kind of mindset. Some people think it was like had to do with, the, with like spread out the population because of nuclear bombs. Other people think it was like because of the bad conditions in the cities back in the earlier days of the, uh, the country. They intentionally put zonal laws that basically cause suburbanism, right? Uh, suburbia to, to spawn up. And ultimately that made us all reliable on the car, right? And so in order to do anything in America, you have to have a car, which is ridiculous. Um, you know, living out in Korea, everything I wanted with was within 10 minutes of walking and I had a bike, right? You, Do you, you think it was really zoning though? Uh, it, that it's part of it. Cause I, there's a lot of, re- if you look into like local levels and stuff, there's so much of really dumb laws. You can't build like, you know, certain size built buildings or so many stories in certain towns and shit. I, I, How much of it was just inner city busing that was causing urban sprawl. I bet that is the main culprit in most urban centers. I mean, I'll look, I'll, I need to look more into it again, but I, I, don't know, I did, a, I did some uh, core, a course on this a little while ago. And, but again, I was also kind of a, already a convert to the idea because again, I'm, I was living in a place. So I was like, Oh wow, this is an actual town. Everything I need is close in by. Korea? Yeah, everything yeah. isn't close by. You know, if I need to go somewhere, I could get a bus. If I wanted to buy a car, you know, it was like, cool, I get a car. But I only have to ride, drive it on the weekends, and therefore it lasts forever. I don't have to spend mm. a bunch of gas and everything. And I was thinking about this in relation to, um, like, what's also going on in other countries in regards to, uh, like, anti-vaccine mac- prote- protests and shit. That... You think about it, because I know there's a lot more conservative, like conservatives in the cities and like Europe and whatnot, that it's much more easier for them to organize and then, you know, act out against the government, like in France and whatnot, when they're angry about shit, because they already live in these high density areas where everybody already kind of, in a sense, already knows each other, or is already around each other, right? If people, if conservatives go out and protest in the middle of like a, you know, in areas where we populate, that well, there's no one really around, in a sense. You know, it's... Like with everything's just so spread out. 
and hmm. um i haven't thought about this as like the kind of deliberate effort that you're talking about but um I, obviously this would have to be achieved state by state or are there are there federal implications are there are there any kind of federal i know that there's like biden has talked about some kind of federal zoning meddling recently I, but I, I this is all very surface level knowledge for me when you when you say that this is kind of like a an organized thing are you are you thinking state by state or is there some other force that i'm missing like I said, I think it's a combination of like larger um, policies as well as like local laws. Okay. Uh, I I've seen uh, in some examples where they have like pulled back a bunch of zoning laws and they've made like they've turned like old malls into like town like town areas and places like Colorado and whatnot, and they turn out to be these lively uh, you know places where people actually like you know talk and hang out and you know create sort of like cultural cent- like actual actual cultural centers and whatnot. Yeah. Uh. So. I mean, I think we're capable of it. The problem I also see is, of course, well, what happened with our cities back in the day where everyone just fled, the crime rate shot up in the cities and everyone just lived in the suburbs, right? Do we want to really want to like build these places up again and then just have that happen all, happen, yeah. happen all over again? Um, yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts about it. I wonder, I wonder what the breakdown on personal opinion or preferences in terms of where people prefer to live. Because like for me... Um, I I'm never living in an urban center again. I don't care if they're cleaned up. I don't care if they're they're crime free. I hate city living. That's just me personally. I love driving oh, a car. Love it. I love Won't city go back. living. But I understand that I'm not. Yeah. I mean, Blonde and I disagree on that. And maybe maybe um, you do too, Rack. I, well, I wonder yeah. what people's preference is. Do people prefer suburbia or do they prefer the urban center? Well, my personal thoughts is i have so many things i want to do with my life i don't have time to sit there and mow the lawn or take care of the roof oh it's the best any, i mean if best. you have if you have a homestead <laughs> yeah. if you have a homestead and you're like raising chickens or cat or cows and stuff i mean yeah. go for it like but if it's like just tending to make sure your house doesn't fall over it doesn't look look ugly and all it is again is a yard i don't but see the point in that but that's the point it's the personal pride of maintaining your own place it's the personal oh. pride of of uh, doing all that work. I guess you can do that in cities too. It's not that you can't, but it, it's, yeah. it's your little area that you maintain that you uh, are responsible for. I guess so, but I'd rather spend the time like learn a new skill or like yeah, playing guitar or, you know, read a new book or something like that. I guess that's my mindset. Yeah. I, t- I totally get it. I, I'm not saying it's uh I, it's, yeah, no, 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 it I'm seems not. silly that I love mowing the lawn. I, 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 but I do, it's uh you know, it's a point of pride. <laughs> oh. not that anybody's looking at my backyard but me but you know uh, that that's it that's all that matters i guess fair enough yeah fair enough but yeah that's what that's my thoughts uh all the right. other thing of course i just find it hilarious is that um you hear some politicians like complain about how much we're driving the roads and all we're all these carbon emissions yeah. in the air it's like well i mean you guys kind of did this to us in the first place you know yeah. if we had actual places where we didn't need a car we would yeah <laughs> You know, yeah. I would love to just walk past people on the street and say hello and stuff. Yeah. We don't have that anymore. You know? Yeah. Like, that's true. I, I, I'll give you one example. Like, even when I was in Korea and I fell off my bike and I was like limping around for two weeks, you know, pe- random strangers come up to me and just like, oh my gosh, what happened? Are you okay? You know? And I'm like half com- communicating with them and stuff. But, you know, people in those environments actually are just friendlier and, you know, more sociable. Even if you yeah, can't yeah. use their language. Stomp that guy's face and take his wallet if he falls I know, down. I know. <laughs> like I was thinking about when I lived in Seattle, I think that uh, somebody died right outside of my apartment. And for the life of me, I cannot remember if I did anything about it. 
wasn't there like a hobo death while we were yes like okay. this was when you were living in seattle and we had the stream was it okay maybe you remember because i've been feeling yeah. really guilty about it lately but you know i was always having bums like nearly kill me like remember that time that, that bum had that glass pipe and he smashed it and then he started like jabbing it at at me and people around me I so don't it's know not like you that, can but... oh it was so terrifying you cannot yeah. approach bums in seattle so i remember one time i'm like i'm walking my dog or something my husband's deployed and i look and there is like a straight up dead hobo like in the middle of the street and i just remember being like huh look at that and then i i don't remember if i called the police or did anything about it uh and i just like went upstairs and like went about hmm my business like what if i could have done something to save that guy but also i could have gone up to him and he could have murdered me so you know it's a real catch-22 yeah well, but there's no there's no the, the point of that story is not that whether or not i killed a hobo it's um there's just no <laughs> i'm sure you no didn't trust. kill him i'm sure he did a great job of that yeah but himself. but in like in a normal society it would be like oh my god like somebody is suffering yeah, right in front of me. What, what can i do to help this person but i'm like yeah. ooh. I don't know. This might person might stab me because it actually almost happened before. Yeah, <laughs> I think that makes it. I don't know if that's exact tribute, but I think some of it has to do with the extreme isolationism that our society, that our urban development has caused, and so how everyone's for like, sure. No, no, one, mm. no one knows each other. Of course, that so, has something to do with it. Yeah, Koreans okay, have but, a have a high trust society. That's probably why. Yeah, and um, I'll just say the urban planning in um, like places like Busan and Seoul is just in, impeccable in that regard. Um, hmm. Yeah, you can you can ride a bike in Seoul for hours on end and only cross the car intersection once. Seriously? Yeah, the bike trails that run all along the Han River and into the like uh, the tributaries and like the drainage systems that go into it are all bike all parks and bike paths. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's wonderful stuff. Anyway, man, that Asian efficiency. Good for them. <laughs> all right, nice. thank you, man. Right. Appreciate the thoughts. Thanks. Have a good night. Have a good night. Okay, thank you to the callers tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, if you're having trouble getting in live uh, or you'd like to participate, but you can't do it live, of course, you can send us an email question. The place to do that is the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Uh, there's a call-in show question form there, and that is how you can submit a question for the end of the stream each and every week, which we will uh, handle right now. First up is... <laughs> This one, come on. Uh, he did a few like this. The, oh, this is a very, what is this? Uh, uh, some sort of Arabic or uh, possibly Indian Souk Madik. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> For the movie lists, Souk. Uh, do you prefer movies you like, movies that spark conversation and thought, or movies of cultural significance? Also, um, in reference to or defense of the professional as in Leon, it is two people who were finding out that uh, what a healthy family was Leon being a loner and growing up in an orphanage, never having a father, a father figure and Matilda having dysfunctional parental role models. In the end, Leon learns there is more to life than survival and money and sacrifices himself. So Matilda may live in peace. Yeah, but you can illustrate all those points without like them getting into bed together or yeah. a weird. This a weird... pedo angle did not have to happen. Yeah, that's that's kind of my problem with it. Those there might be value in those points. Uh, I don't need to see weird sexualization of a child to achieve those points. But uh, you're welcome to make those points, of course, uh, for the movie list. Well, I guess of course, I guess I'm going to say I prefer movies. I like cultural significance is a very it's hard. Subjective. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, 
there are some objective measures, uh, how the movie did at the box office, what um, uh, professional reviewers thought of the movie, how what's on the IMDb, uh, what's the IMDb rating of the movie. But I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say there are things that are culturally relevant that I hated like Blade Runner that we referenced before. I couldn't stand it. So, um, God help me. What I like in a, in a movie is, a movie that illustrates or demonstrates a fundamental truth, some sort of important principle does it through. I don't know. I suppose the movies that stick the best with me are usually comedy. It's usually comedy illustrating that point to me. So thought provoking is in short your answer. Yeah. Do you have a different opinion? No, I mean, I like, um, I like a movie that has a lot of depth that you that unfolds over the subsequent week after watching it. Hmm. Uh, I like a, a movie that yeah. I don't know if I like it immediately, and it takes me a little while. Ah, yeah, yeah that is a good sign. If I can't stop thinking about it, thinking even about if I it. thought I hated it, but I can't stop thinking about it. And like all these another Nick thing, Cage I like movies I've watched recently. I like a twist. I like there are a couple of things I like that are just way more subjective, kind of stupid points. Uh, abrupt weird uh i like abrupt or weird endings i don't like open endings as we've established but i sort of like kind of a a shocker ending like a lot of those 80s films had i like that and um i like a twist i like i like sort of a, a key plot point that sort of changes your perception of everything that's happened so far or I makes you that. realize i think it's gimmicky and lazy hmm. screenwriting i like it generally Gen- not always but generally there you have it. We both thought provoking movies, but in totally different ways. Figure it out, yeah. movie movie writers. Um, we're gonna have to cruise because I, I think we got a shitload of these. Okay, we'll do the one answer each rule. David HD Matt or Blonde? Do you think Spotify is doing the right thing by dumping Neil Young? That do, that Spotify doing the right thing by dumping Neil Young signifies any free speech consciousness, or are they just protecting their cash cow? I I don't think it really matters. I don't think that they have any free speech consciousness, but. I'm happy when companies respond to financial incentive because at least it makes them more transparent generally. Mm. In the last decade, I've become increasingly concerned that uh, companies are going to do this go woke, go broke thing, but also they don't give a fuck if they go broke. And I'm like, well, then I can't vote with my pocketbook. So I don't care whether or not they've developed some kind of free speech consciousness or whatever. I'd actually rather them just be financially motivated because at least I know how they're going to behave. I, I think that they are financially motivated. I think even if they have um, proper principles at heart, the the thing that's motivating them is they have a hundred million dollars invested in Joe Rogan. And if they cut him loose, I don't know what the terms of the contract are. They probably still have to pay him the hundred million dollars or something close. So it might bankrupt them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. It's a financial thing. Dingo darling says, what are your thoughts on requiring the new SCOTUS justices to admit themselves and their immediate family to protective custody, maybe a fortified Island off the Virginia coast and the justices are helicoptered on each day. Yes, they would be detached from society, but they would be more politically untouchable through their families. In short, go full on enlightenment intelligentsia. That's insane. Uh, That's crazy talk. I don't see the benefit. Um, Number. Yeah. Number one, that that treats them as kind of even more elitist than they already are. Plus, it would just be like a few people get in their ear and then they're even less influenced by society at large. This is a disaster. 
I don't see them making a lot of decisions based on threats either. At least not that I'm aware. So I'm going to say no on that. I hate that idea. Um, all right. Hey, would you blow me? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what is something hey, you love Haywood. now that you would you never could have imagined you would like in the past? Okay. Hmm. Pickles and mustard. Not necessarily together, but oh, just in general. Items. I hated them so much growing up, and I just came around on them like five years ago. Now I can't um, get enough. Maybe it's too far to say that I love this thing, but I'm certainly more curious. The Just religious teachings that we talk about all the time and moral fundamentals. I, I was never like a militant atheist, but say 18 year old me, I looked at kind of religious church ladies with. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, condescension, I suppose that they, they were just a bunch of old has-beens who you know, were all, I probably would have thought that they were like uh, brainwashed into yeah. believing, you know, fairy tale nonsense. Cause that's the way yeah, it's always yeah. been. Me too. Now I'm much more open to those ideas and I see the value in them. And I think if, if 18 year old me could talk to 34 year old me, he might be surprised to see how much thought and interest I have in those concepts. Okay. So you heard it here, Skag, uh, into religion. And didn't you just say something about airport bathroom glory holes? That's another shocker. Yeah. I, I didn't expect to get really into that. <laughs> All right. But they okay. have, uh, they've treated me well. What can I say? Dang Lin Wang. Mm. Uh, he did some other ones, but I was like, I, I only put is a this few all one guy. Or is this just it must be. Uh, I figured it out after I put a few in and then I didn't put the rest of his questions. Yeah. In. Um, What's the milestone you're working towards right now in your personal and professional life? Uh, I have a professional goal that is outside of the YouTube sphere that I'm working on right now, but hmm. I can't be too specific about it. And then I'm trying to have a baby, another baby. <clears throat> Professionally, I'm pretty content. I love doing what I do. And so my goal it may sound underwhelming or disappointing. I just want to stay on the course of consistency doing what I love. And it's led great things it's led me to great things and I have faith that it's going to lead me to additional great things um, later. And it allows me to, first of all, it's responsible for the creation of my family, but it now allows me to take care of my family too. So yeah. professionally, I don't have huge ambition. I love what I do. I want to maintain it personally. Um, we talked about it last week, but I dietary discipline, um, keeping myself in, I, I, there's like an ideal weight I have for myself and I'm always like 10 pounds over it. Me and it's, too. and it's always the last that are like, it just takes so much to achieve in terms yeah. of yeah. calories burned and discipline exercise and not reconsuming them. So that's probably my personal thing is especially as I get a little older, metabolism slows down. Yeah. It gets rough. I, I j I'm trying to keep my physical condition as, as tip top as I can, but it gets harder every year. That's just trying to keep it tight. You guys. Well, the thing that sucks too, um, not that, not that like I'm not that my business is like how I appear on camera, but when that is part of it, if I just let myself go that, that will be noticed, you know, like that, that will yeah. be seen obviously. And so it's not the most, it's not make or break in terms of what I do. People aren't tuning in whether I'm 
150 pounds or 350 pounds. But no, I mean, people will say stuff, though. Consistency is key. And sort of how I present myself is part of that consistency, in addition yeah. to just my physical health. That's true. Yeah. Crazy custodian, I think. Uh, I'm I'm curious if there was ever a follow up to Matt's video about the pit maneuver where the cop caused car accident looked clearly at fault. Um, I have not, I don't know anything. I have not looked back at that, but I, I think that there was, um, I can't remember if there were charges filed. I'll have to, uh, Jen Saki circle back to that myself. Cause I don't know. I have not seen more information on that. If people don't remember, there was a pregnant woman, uh, cop pulling up. Uh, she was speeding. Apparently cop trying to pull her over. And it's it's on this stretch of the interstate where there's no shoulder and it's all blocked off by concrete. And she's trying to get to the next exit to pull off. But it's like a mile down the road. Yeah. And this cop pit maneuvers her, flips her car after a period of like a minute or two. Did she lose the baby? No, I think she was fine health wise, if I recall. But but it's a situation where a disaster could have happened. And not trying to be petty. But. That's a video where I was very critical of the police officer who did that. <laughs> yeah. Just putting that Just out saying. there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know more on that. I'll have to come back to it. The question for Blonde here is, God. I'm, I'm also curious to Blonde. It happened in Alabama, I think. It was maybe two years ago. And then it there was a lawsuit filed against that officer. Yeah, a bet. civil lawsuit. And so I don't know what came of that. I'm also curious to Blonde's opinion about Star Trek Picard. I didn't watch it because I love the next generation so much and I didn't want it to be sullied with this. Um, I, I heard it's like really woke and computing forever hated it. And I really trust his opinion. So I haven't even bothered. Hmm. I want Patrick Stewart to remain in my mind, like shirtless on a horse in, from 1992. Ah, by the Ninja way, I kidding. forgot to ask really quick. Um, I have not been able to monitor, but did the spam chat go away? Yeah, it's we, fine. we did prepare. So just so people know that spam chat incident, we can stop that in the future or at least mitigate it. And I'm sorry about that on Sunday. We have yeah. figured out the technical tricks. I've, really, I've I just, figured you I, out, Mr. Sperm, 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 sperm. <laughs> really, I just know how to enable slow, uh, the slow, slow mode. mode. Yeah, we figured it out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ninja Kitty. Hello, Matt and she who hates us, those in the chat. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to tell you guys. I hate you guys. Mm. I realize you're very humble about taking compliments on your work. But your writing and delivery is just fantastic on your 15-minute news segments. I would like to know if you engage others to help to write or edit them wow. or how you do it all yourself. You know he does it all himself. Secondly, I figure you either spend some time rehearsing your delivery, have a photographic memory, or your teleprompter reading skills are not only a tad better than our treasonous in chief, but are sure not to say end of quote when finished. I could answer both of these questions for you. <laughs> I know exactly how you do it. Uh, yeah, you do. And I think because we had like a similar methodology back when um, I have a dated way of doing this and I'll acknowledge that. But that's part of the reason I like doing the long form stream, too, is because I like having a medium in which I'm very I'm scripted. Like I, I'm very thoughtful about every word I use. And then I like having another format that's a little more freestyled. Yeah. But in that format, um it assuredly would be easier for me. They're all written. Obviously they're scripted. Um, I don't know how much teleprompters are. They're kind of expensive, but if I were to buy one, I could make them faster. If I just teleprompted it, you to don't me, teleprompt at all. No, what I do is I, I write the script. It's like a mini essay 
It's like, you know, I'm sitting down and writing a, an article effectively. And then you make it really narrow and long in your notes. That's what I did. No, I don't do that. But what I do is I just have it on a monitor next to me and I kind of deliver it in chunks and then I just piece it all together. Now, oh, yeah. that's it takes way more time than if you teleprompted it or if you just freestyled it and kind of you know, just just win at it like we're going about this stream and you kind of make your points as you go. And if it's awkward and you fumble it, it just is what it is. But sometimes you want to deliver with really precise language and that's the only way to do it. That's why I choose to do it the way that I do. Or you want like a specific joke in there or you want just you want very specific words and very specific. The other reason I choose to do it that way is it allows me to put specific demonstrations on screen that I want to use. I want to describe a very specific point, highlight a very specific point with um, efficient use of words to make that point. So, yeah, I mean, it ends up being a, a longer amount of time on camera than it would be if I just had a teleprompter. But to me, it's the sort of yeah. product that I want to make. So it's worthwhile to me. Although the, the trade-off is what? Um, I can't, it's not that I can't do them every day. I'd lose my mind if I did them every day. So it means that I'm able to well, produce yeah. two a week plus the streams. If I did a I teleprompter thing. I don't think anyone thing, uses a teleprompter though in this field. Like you either do it like we do or you do it like Styx does. There are some, I know there are, there's some teleprompter use, but, um, but not a lot. It's not common for your typical YouTuber to be doing that. But you still would have to have your jump cuts because you'd screw up and stuff. Yeah, maybe. And I, I don't like, you know, I mean, jump cuts are what they are. I don't like overuse of them. I, I, I want to deliver in as continuous of chunks as I can. And that's part of the difficulty of it, frankly. I hate when it's a cut like every two seconds. I try yeah. not to do that. But but yeah, I mean, there are, there are positives and negatives to that approach. It's just the way I like to do it. It's not that it's right or wrong. It's just it makes the product that I want to make. It is the right way to do it. Um. Halo with horns. How uh, many talk about the fuel used to make electricity used in electric vehicles, but have you ever thought about how much plastic is used to build the cars themselves? Real question. Mm. Do you spend time with God each day? Matt, it might help uh, to get close if you do. I spend, I spend a few moments in prayer every day. I should do it more. It's typically before I go to bed. Um, I should be doing some more checking in with God throughout the day. But yeah, every day I pray and I try every day to at least listen to my Bible in a year podcast, hmm. which I've not been great about lately. I don't know if you would say that I do that in a traditional sense every day, but to me, the concept of, of God is, is the foundation of morality and purpose. And one quote or one principle that I try to return to consciously is that the unexamined life is not worth living and that you need to ask questions about every single thing that you do every yeah. single day and explain how that serves or, or what purpose that serves to me. That's, I don't know if you want to call that checking in with God, but to me, that's what that means is what I'm doing pursuant to my purpose. If not, why am I doing it? And I mm. think that that's, uh, that is, if God's out there and I'm, I'm on the quest to figure that out, uh, our, our pursuit of his purpose, I think, is, is what he intends for us to do. So that's yeah. me checking in on that concept, at least, if not with the being himself. Yeah, that's true. Um, JD. Wait, live chat. You guys know we're talking about a teleprompter that would still be with our own written content on it, right? 
There seems to be some confusion in the live oh, chat. Like I would say, ta- what do you mean? Where would the, where would the words they, they come from? They think that we're talking about teleprompters, but using somebody else's. Oh, well, and to answer the question, I forgot. Um, no, there's no, I, <laughs> I wish I had a whole staff of people supporting me. There's, there, we have a couple us, people yeah. who help us with the stream, including our call screener, dangerous spaces and some other side tasks. But as far as the video that you watch, mm-hmm. there's nobody writing for me. There's nobody researching for me. Um, that's true with the stream too. We don't outsource uh, the collection of it's it's a good we thing we don't outsource the collection of information for the stream because if we did we'd have people to fire because they're not oh, doing yeah. a great job half the time. Yeah, really. Um, um, no, yeah, there's no. Neither of us have ever had any help on our channels ever. No, <laughs> just us. Yeah. No, but, uh, but I'm I'm that kind of person too. I just I don't think I could relinquish any control to anybody else. That's that's it. Is like. Could my life be made more efficient with the help of somebody who's good at it? Yeah, for sure. But I'm just the kind of guy like the stuff I make. It's just it's mine. And mm-hmm. I take a lot of pride in having every piece of that be by me. Yeah. That's just kind of the way I operate with it. And then outsourcing the research would be such a cop out, too, because that's so much of the work. Yeah. And it, I'm not going to. I just don't like the concept of taking someone else's word for it. Even if they present me with the research, I'm going to vet that myself. So why would I have someone do it for me if I'm going to look at it critically? I mean, I'll just do it myself. It's not to discredit anybody else. But the whole point is this is mine. This is my thoughts on it. I did the analysis. JD Uh, says, what uh, do you? Oh, I'm sorry. uh, What do 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 you think of branding Biden's nominee as the black Ghislaine Maxwell? Do you think do you think casting an early 30s guy or girl to testify? She tried grooming them into uh, how do you say the Nexium, the Nexium-esque sex cult would work? Hey, listen, man, as far as my not enough, as far as my potential support for such a project, my view on this and if people aren't clear, this would be the concept of the Blossy Ford revenge scheme. Yes. It's got to be over the top preposterous and you have to stick to the bit with a serious face the whole time. So that sounds, I mean, yeah, that's, that's like a next level claim that she was a sex cultist and tried to recruit me in. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I'll, I'll listen to the rest of the story. I'm listening. Uh, Neil Young is old. Have you seen the Mike Huckabee segment this past week discussing, discussing accelerationism as a fed psyop? What do you think of the idea? I did not see that Whoa. segment, but what do I think of the idea as accelerationism being at Fed PSYOP? Um, I think this is an organic American movement manifested of people's desire to um, not just perpetually live in the end stage times, which is a really annoying timeline. Like, when's it going to happen? What's going to happen next? Who's going to collapse it? What is life going to be like for my kids? If it's going to suck, let's make it suck now. Build something better so our kids don't have to grow up in, like, a depression era, but dystopian horse shit world in the future. Plot twist. Blonde is the Fed. You are the sign. Fed, 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 Fed. I worry about my husband sometimes. I don't know. I'll, I'll... I'll I'll just agree with you on that one. Yay! Uh, that's more of a blonde question, I think. Okay. Steve in Georgia says, "My wife and I have been together since 2009, but I lay married. What does that mean? Got married? That must be a typo. Okay. Uh, I, I I was married since 2017. But oh, 
but I have been married. Okay, wait, wait, wait. My wife it and I auto corrected. It's fine. My wife and I have been together since 2009, but have been married since 2017. Right? That's the situation. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. about to be 34 at the end of the month. She's 31, but she's not ready to have kids yet. While we aren't in the best of shape financially, I feel that we are ready, all things considered. We are a house divided in that while I enjoy your show on my own time, I always listen to uh, the stream at work. She enjoys beardist, uh, bearded socialist soy boys. Politics are relatively off limits and have been for years. Oh. I'm hoping that we can have children as I've already spent a third of my life with her, but it's always been a hot button issue. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to have to lay down the law on this one. It's, it's ultimatum time. I hate it when people are like, you should never give your significant other an ultimatum. It's like, yeah, you definitely should. If this is something that you need in your life. Also, I know that the timeline is more important to women, but men's time matters too. Like you're no spring chicken either. It's like, let's get this done. You guys have been together forever. Does she think that she's getting younger? What's her plan? Every year that she waits, she makes it less likely that she's going to have a baby and more likely that something's going to be wrong. She's being a selfish bitch. You need to get her under control. <laughs> well, grab the wheel, Steve. Um, yeah, find your ball, Steve, in on Georgia. The, on the values component of this, what worries me is, is, well, frankly, what worries me is anything being off limits in terms of discussions yeah. between husband and wife. And I know that in an ideal world, politics is sort of an aside that doesn't really affect our lives. We don't live in that world right now it's not that politics are crucial but it, what is crucial to me is that politics are a reflection of deep values of deep values they definitely are yeah and uh you don't necessarily have to talk about what joe biden's latest idea is to get at maybe what the disagreement on first principles between you is maybe there's a way to talk about that without making it like a who are you going to vote for type question but you guys Husband and wife don't have to be on the same page about movie taste or hobbies. Yeah. But if you're not on the same page about first principle morality and having kids. Yeah, that will uh, potentially become a problem in the what future. What do you even have in common? It's like, the, why, why, why did you even get married if you weren't going to have kids? What's the point? These uh, the, at the end of the day, these are lessons the lessons that you disagree on are lessons you're going to have to teach your kids. So that disagreement will have to be reconciled. Uh, you just want to be clear about that before. Um, well, I don't even know if it's beforehand. If you've been together that long and you're married and you want to have kids, have kids. Uh, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say it's like an ultimatum thing, but you have to iron out whatever this values disagreement Come is. Come on, how can this not be an ultimatum thing? What is he going to do? Like do this for 10 more years and then get back in the dating scene when he's 44? If he's not a multimillionaire, he's going to be totally fucked. He's not going to find somebody that's like a better, like now he might find somebody that's younger and better. He's 34. Maybe. Well, I, I just mean on the values front. I, I, like I wouldn't approach that conversation and say, you believe this now and like hammer it into her. The values thing is less important than the kids thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we're. Well, I don't. I mean, Steve, they kind of go I hand just in feel hand. like you haven't laid down the law here. It's like if yeah. she doesn't believe what you believe at this point in time and you've been with her for a third of your life, like you're, you're not you're not smacking her in the face with your dick enough or something. <laughs> Mushroom stamp here. that bitch. Mushroom Steve. stamp your way into another child or to a first child. Yeah. But the real thing is having a kid like it, what's what's the plan here? 
What's the plan? If, if you guys are not going to have a kid and she's never going to want to have a kid, you need to get divorced. Yeah, I suppose uh, of all the values to agree on, that might be the first one to address. Yeah. Just take care of that. Um, Is this a thing? Bo? Am I about to say something naughty? I don't know. This one might be Bo a little more clever. Both inches. Ahaha. Uh-huh. I don't get it. He's like Both Bo inches. Finches deep. I <laughs> no, I'm not reading this one because this guy sent in like 10 questions. Uh-uh. It's got to be the same guy. Right? It's got to be the same guy. Okay, Jay. Sorry, Bo. If it, if it, there's like a guy you, named Bo. Bo out there who's like, what the hell? I know. He's like, my, why do my parents do this to me? And I have a two-inch dick. It's terrible. Um, while the Canadian trucker protest may be organic, do you think it will be used as scapegoat for further inflation and supply issues? Yes. Will the protest be a net positive in fighting tyranny and swaying public opinion? Either way, it's funny to me that the left is vigorously opposing the largest legitimate workers uprising we've seen in decades. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be co-opted by f- Canadian feds, by Ray Epps, whatever Canadian Ray Epps is, and they're going to turn this into some sort of domestic terrorist organization or something. Like uh, something's mm. up with this. It might be organic, but like they're going to find a way to turn this. Oh, I I don't doubt that they'll try to pollute it and they already have, but it is producing positive effects. If only tangentially, Uh, Quebec has now backed off of its plan to tax the unvaccinated. Some are attributing that to this protest. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Uh, I don't know. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit more on Sunday as it relates to this is just how broad the public support uh, in Canada is, according to polling, some of it scientific, some of it not. But what's encouraging there to me, even if you don't get the specific policy outcome that you're looking for, there are so many people whose opinion is completely malleable, depending on how the winds shift, because you poll on vaccine mandates and in the U.S. you get something like a 50-50 split. Maybe you might see as high as 60% support. Then you have the truckers go out and protest the mandates. And some polls show support as high as 70%. Yeah. yeah. What, what you either favor the vaccine mandates or you support the truckers protesting the vaccine mandates, not Mm -hmm. both, but there is a huge chunk, maybe a third as, as large of a third of the respondents who will say both of those things. Well, yeah, I support the vaccine mandate. Also, I support those truckers out there protesting the vaccine. Yeah. It just tells me that however the political winds are blowing that that third of people, maybe they're kind of politically apathetic. They don't really pay attention. They're gettable. They're persuadable. Yeah. And yeah. the trucker, the convoy is changing some minds. And that so that's good to see. Uh, you, you like to think that everybody out there is grounded in their principles and very thoughtful about opinion every opinion they hold no there's a lot of people who just see a video clip for five seconds and think oh that looks cool those guys look like they're righteous protesters i'm with them okay chris m says hey faggots uh matt do you watch jp sears and did you see his recent video about guns i'm aware of him he's like the the red-headed comedian man he but is I, the redheaded comedian man. I don't That's watch him regularly and I don't know what he said about guns. Do you? And I do not, but I do watch him periodically. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, but uh, if you have the link, I'll check it out. A total faggot says hmm. in a parallel universe, 
in which both of you had not met your current spouses and in which you you each have the power to magically bring back one historical figure historical figure what does that mean as an arranged marriage for the other whom would you choose so matt chooses blonde's husband and blonde chooses matt's wife assume there are no language barriers so for example you could choose genghis khan and cleopatra is Phyllis Schlafly a historical figure? I don't know who that is. She's this um, conservative mom. She's really well-spoken. She died recently. And in her younger days, she was like pretty cute. But I think that you guys would have a lot in common. What's the name? Let me see. Phyllis Schlafly. But she's not much of a historical figure, per se. So what? Uh, what is it about her... Why do you say we would have a lot in common? She had a bunch of kids. She was um, really outspoken against feminists, but she uh, has like a charm about her. Hmm. Very well-spoken and smart. Good on the Constitution. Um, yeah, I think you guys would have had just a lifetime of dry conversation <laughs> as foreplay. Okay. And she was cute in your, her, your younger years. All right. And you can can't I say pick, Hitler um, for this. No, oh, no damn Hitler. it. How about Attila the Hun? Can I pick him? Uh, <laughs> can I pick Khal uh, Drogo from Game of Thrones? Uh, it, they have to be real, a real historical figure. Everybody's, all these people are kind of ethnic is the thing. Call <laughs> Dro- You don't like Jason Momoa? He's too like Hawaiian or Pacific Islander or whatever the hell he is. Oh, he's sexy. It was- uh, great beard. I thought I, I thought that would be a winner. Okay, um, historical. Uh, Robert E. Lee. How about? That? <laughs> okay, all right. He was a an abusive alcoholic, but um, ah. but all right. Um, gosh, I don't know. Uh, that you kind of got me on that one. Who the hell would I pick? He does have a great beard. I, that's all I'm going through. That's what led me to the Civil War in the first place. Is the beards. All right, Robert E. Lee, I'm fine with that. Okay, fine. We'll go with that. How tall was Robert E. Lee height? (laughs) Mick Monaghan. Hello, fellow Gentiles. What do you think of the term oathbreaker for describing police officers enforcing unconstitutional laws? I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. You you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, which is what? It it, it is uh, the articulation of the rights of the people. And if you break that... Um, it's not just an appropriate title. It, it, it's an accurate description. That's what it means to violate people's rights. Uh, <gasps> I was wrong. It's what? it's Ulysses S. Grant that was a terrible alcoholic. Robert E. Lee ah. was a teetotaler, I think. Ah, he was. <laughs> all right. My apologies. My apologies. Yeah, don't disparage Lee in that way. I did not. I'm hmm. terrible. And he was six feet tall, so good answer. All right, uh, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, I uh, don't have a problem with the Oathbreaker title if you break oaths. Do yeah, you? I, I agree. Yeah. Um, John says, I'm in the process of red pilling a girl I'm dating who is a former stripper, Bernie Braun, recovered heroin addict, so wish me luck. However, I'm looking for ideas on angles to take. She's just now grasping the concept that communism is bad. P.S. Blonde, I'm the beardless redhead under six feet who's dead to you, but a conservative woman's advice would be helpful here, I think. Hmm. I mean, what's my advice? Don't. Why are you doing this? You you couldn't possibly be short and red-haired enough that you have to marry a recovered heroin addict former stripper. But 
in the interest of the belief that truly people can reform themselves, how about you just um, tactfully point out to her that she's never going to do any better, so she should just believe what you believe? <laughs> That's the short, sweet version. I like that. That was um, seriously my answer. What do you think about this? Oh, man. Well, I, I mean, I have to be with you in first and foremost expressing skepticism about taking this approach. Um I, I don't want to say that people are irredeemable. Per, here's my problem, I guess. If she was so sincere about turning around her life, I think her values would be more squared away than it sounds like they are. Yeah. That's what makes me well, the quitting heroin. That's really difficult. Well, okay, so maybe I'm maybe I'm selling it short. I don't know, but uh, and leaving the strip in life also hard. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I. I would treat it the same as I would treat any conversation with any friend uh, or you know, any kind of relationship that I have where we disagree on uh, any number of things. You got to ask those questions to get down to the to the first principles, to the fundamental values that you hold. I think the problem for so many people politically is they just look at a political issue and they they have a knee jerk. What is the good, the feel good or the good guy reaction to this without thinking what are the deepest yeah. values I hold? apply those to this what is the outcome that's yeah. how you have to get people to think about these things and um that's fundamentally how all the communist stuff falls apart if you have any belief in individual rights property rights uh all of those things that form the basis of right and wrong then you're not gonna get in line to support communist ideas because they're the antithesis of that but, but you're you're getting pussy trapped here like obviously yeah. This chick must be just banging hot. I bet she's so hot hmm. for him to even be asking me this question. You know what I'm going to say. Like, how hot is she that you would bring me a question like this? Hot enough, I guess. We'll have to assume. God, uh, Godspeed. Good luck. This sounds like a disaster. This sounds like a real reclamation project. But <laughs> I know. You, you are the architect of your own path, so... Take it if you choose it. All right. We uh, we got to just catch up with chat and then we'll call it a stream. Let me uh, sure. see what's going on over on Tippy stream. I got some ready to go if you want me to. Long Dong John says uh, it's not over when the mandates are lifted. It's over when the politicians, police and public servants who made and enforced the mandates and those in the media who advocated and ran cover for them are in jail, if not on death row. Well, uh there certainly was a lot of um, bending of their constitutional authority, uh, their legal authority, and just, I don't know, just common sense throughout all of this. That the, 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 There's a study that just came out. I haven't uh, looked into it in depth yet, but I expect to for probably my next video. Uh, Johns Hopkins released a study that found that uh, lockdowns, while devastating for the economy, had virtually zero statistically oh, significant yeah, impact mm. on health outcomes through coronavirus i'm sure they did a very thorough thoughtful analysis that controls for all the relevant variables but it's frustrating to me to look back at the position yeah. we were in two years ago where we're sitting here thinking does it make sense that we need to shut down the gyms and restaurants in the name of not spreading this virus but we're all going <laughs> to concentrate in greater numbers at the grocery store now because that's the safe zone like we're playing lava in the living room and we're all five years old <laughs> So like, I don't I don't need sophisticated statistics to to understand that 
what we're doing makes no sense. We're just arbitrarily picking winners and losers or safe and unsafe places. It was not going to have the effect that they said it was while they were telling us to follow the science. They, in fact, had no scientific basis for making these claims. Number six feet, uh, maintain a six feet distance. That was made up. There's no basis for that. It's just arbitrary nonsense. Arbitrary, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, should there be consequences? Yeah, there should be uh, drastic consequences. And by that, I mean at the ballot box, Susan, coming in November. But the the reality on the other side of that is half the country, and I know you're from Australia, so um, you, you tell me what percentage it is down there. Half the country looks at that and begs for more. And not only doesn't want punitive justice against these people, they want them to have more power. Mm-hmm. So we're in a real spot. Like our, our country at bare minimum should be debating what kind of punishment these people deserve, not yeah. whether they deserve punishment at all. Right. But uh, here we are. And th- the spoiler is they're not going to get any punishment. They're just going to continue collecting our stolen dimes uh, and then retire to cushy lifestyles. That is so sad and true. Are you good over there? Yeah. Finger binger. Um, I was thinking about going back to Amber the Drunken Pickle Maker. Oh, hey. But now that I know this one makes Blonde uncomfortable, I think I'll keep it and super chat more. Also, would it surprise you if I told you that the janitor was also a jogger? No. Ah, okay. So this is uh, this is Amber the Pickle the pickle Jar. Hey, Amber. Lady. That's right. I, so you've just changed your name to honor Thomas Binger. I didn't I know. I yeah. didn't know. Fiery Waco, who I forgot to specifically tell that I hated him this week. He's one of our favorites. Ah. Um, the Nazis had Muslim Waifen SS divisions. What race are Arabs? Hmm. Is that a rhetorical question? There are Arabs. Uh, well, so we're, yeah, we're getting at the whoopee theme. Um, are, um, there are Arabs of multiple races, are there not? Yeah. 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 And sort of the same theme. Right. Interesting. Dan's YouTube um, book of John. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. But what about our enemies? (laughs) Although Jesus did get really pissed off a few times in the Bible. So I, I, I will have to read those parts. I'm not familiar. Flipping tables and shit. Um, hmm. Holden Mulray. Props to your first caller, I think. When we face God, we will see true purity. To enter his presence, we'll have to be 100% sinless. Good won't cut it if we have sin. We need another means, i.e. Christ. Um, that's true. It, yeah, I watched some documentary. I can't, I think it was Protestant nonsense, but something that one of the guys said really stuck with me. He's like, instead of being embittered as I as I was before about how difficult it's going to be, to get into heaven, I I changed the way I perceived it. Like what a, a gracious and kind and merciful God that we even have the opportunity to, to seek eternal enlightenment, enlightenment and, um, and peace because we're so sinful and, yeah. and God hates few things, but he hates sin. And we just yeah. live in the, the filth of our own sin. So even that we have an opportunity to be in God's grace is, is, True mercy. And we need to keep that in mind. Well, it is a a beneficial concept philosophically um, to believe that you're not that good. There's something better than you. And you should always, (laughs) you're never going to get as good as that thing that's better than you, but you should still try. 
Yeah. That's a, that's a really good yeah. life philosophy because it keeps you humble and, and hardworking. And we lack both of those traits really currently. So for sure. It's, it's really bad. Uh, Copperhead. What makes you white? Is it having Anglo-Saxon or Celtic blood, English, Scottish, Irish, etc.? Sum up in 14 words or less. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that's it. It's, it's being Anglo-Saxon or, or Celtic. Uh, some people would argue Slavic, but I don't, I don't know. What does is what are they if joking. not white I think though? They're white. Oh, okay, they're white. Like, I, I actually am. I, I'm asking sincerely because a lot of the boundaries around what counts. I mean, even um, even on the census, where Hispanic or Latino is counted as sort of a subgroup of white, of Caucasian, right? Yeah. I, I don't know the boundaries or the definitions to this. It's, I don't know. Um, yeah. You guys don't think that slobs are white? What are they? Yeah. And then they're also what are saying they that if not? Celtic is pronounced Celtic, not Celtic. No, it can be either. I've what always said Boston? Celtic. What about the Boston Celtics? What are they? Oh, I, oh, I don't even know what that is. So, is <laughs> the that basketball, basketball team. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the rules about that either. Uh, why would it be pronounced Celtic? Why? Whatever. Uh, righteous God. <laughs> Deuteronomy 28, yeah. 43 to 45, uh, NIV translation version. Okay. Thank you. Stogies and Boomsticks. What Whoopi said and doubled down on, it's not surprising. Her name is Karen. Karens are always going to Karen regardless of how they spell it. <laughs> I suppose. Karen with a C. Yeah, isn't That's it C A R Y N? Yeah. When black people have normal names, they always have to make it like a little weird. Hmm. Um. Oh shoot, I lost my place. Oh, okay. Freaking sweet taco. He's our Jew guy, isn't it? I don't know. Do we have an official title? Jew guy. Uh, uh, now this one's a stumper. Too hard for rookies. How long does it take to bake six million cookies? I am not opining about baking questions dude it's, yeah uh, three years three and a half years 1941 is yeah all right uh big that's red susan bait right there <laughs> there's no way the algorithm picks that up oh there is i guarantee you think after yeah, nick Fuentes, maybe it's maybe uh, very advanced <laughs> howdy um YouTube, in a while since I've sent one of these, here's some shillings for you providing entertainment while doing homework. Thanks, Big Red. Well, thanks, man. Uh, good to hear uh, from you, and uh, good luck on the homework. Appreciate it. Daniel Gonzalez, haven't seen you in two years. Y'all still look the same. I hope not, because <laughs> wasn't I heavily pregnant two years ago? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you would have been, what, like halfway through your pregnancy at this point? That's not a great review, but thank you, Daniel. I I'll take that. I'll definitely take that. You motherfucker. Okay. Uh, Knuckle Hunky Buck. I'd rather drive my own car to work than ride someone else's elevator. What is this about? Uh, about the call on, um, oh, the, on the, zoning yeah. and whether we want to live in urban environments or uh, suburban or, you know, more uh, spaced out places. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I not only do I like having my own space and being away from people. I like cars. They're fun. I love driving. Yeah. I don't want to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marba 93 blonde. I'm sad that you're crossed with Gavin. This show and his are the only things I listen to. I just wish everyone I like also liked each other. Lol. Sorry. I can't help, but I'm a sentimental fig. Love you guys. I don't actually dislike Gavin. Yeah. We text sometimes we have a rapport. I like Gavin a lot. I was just 
really pissed off that he took a call, two calls during my interview. <laughs> it was so disrespectful. I was like, ah, oh, just, just smack you. But you know, he's Gavin, so he can do whatever he wants. Um, no, I love Gavin. I, I listened to like three podcasts and his is one of them. Um, one, of the, one of the funniest off the cuff guys in not only this sphere, but I think just in general. I think that guy is. He's so funny. As funny, unscripted as as really anybody. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Uh, I'm also like 90% sure Ryan Katsu Rivera listens to this show. Uh, does he still work on Gavin's show? I thought he left, hmm. which really bums me out. Everybody loves Ryan. Um, Sam, not provisioned for voice, has, gave us a really weird emoticon. Thank you. Holden Mulray. It's and he made from one man. Is it? Yeah. If you scroll over it, it's like a hippo eating. Hungry, hungry mm. hippo. Thank you. Weird. And he from one man made every nation of mankind that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our beings. That's Acts 17, 26, 28. Thank you for that, Holden. Um, I really should be also reading the Bible and listening to this Bible podcast. Yeah. Uh, Long John John. Also expect to start seeing legacy media articles advocating for self-driving trucks appearing this weekend if the protest doesn't die down by that. I know. This Elon Musk Association, I was like, ooh, I hate that. Hmm. I don't know what this is going to come to, but something's up there. We got one more, and then we're good. Uh, Seven Seed New says, uh, Matt, the philosophical concept won't save you. Neither will be will being hardworking save you from what eternal damnation eternal damnation well i guess uh but then i'm going to hell um that's not true there's still time uh yeah i mean i i don't um i I don't want to mischaracterize your chat but but i i'm not going to arrive at any concept based on a threat and the threats include eternal damnation i'll arrive at those concepts because i i believe that they're (laughs) that they're true and that they're um demonstrable and that they're objective and, you know, I, I think that um, I'll arrive at these concepts myself. I think they've led me down a, a life that has been productive, uh, good, all of the trying to do the best that I can. But I'm not going to accept any conclusion based on someone. And I'm not saying you, the chatter. I'm just saying on the concept of accept this thought or you will be punished. Well, I guess yeah. I'll choose punishment then. Um, that's, but that, uh, that's fine. Uh, I, Punish me. Punish me for that, if you must. But it's out of my hands. It's not out of your hands. It's it's totally within your power to to change your perspective. Also, we might no, no. not even be able to There's, imagine the hell that awaits us if we don't do this. I. What's out of my hands is the idea that someone would punish me for the supposed crime of believing or not believing a particular thing. That's what's out of my hands. And I will, I do, in no other context do I accept a belief because someone has threatened me into it. And in fact, I think that that's a wild immorality to do. Now, I don't know. Well, it's not a threat. It's a promise. Okay. But there's no context in which I would accept that anywhere else. That you believe this or An I harm An eternity of fiery torment. Don't care. Eternity of fiery torment. If someone torment. comes to my house and points a gun at me and says, you believe in communism now. No, I'm sorry. I don't. And that's the reality of it. All you do is you have to accept that 
Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But and maybe I'll get there. I'm not saying I refuse to. You're a baptized Catholic. I'm, I'm saying I refuse to on those terms. I'm not going to buy into a thought because someone's threatening me into it. <sighs> I don't care who it is. I'm not doing but what it. What it's just if it's just a consequence of our sin. I don't know. And maybe it's true. But you know, if, if someone's gonna if someone's gonna sentence me to eternal damnation for that failure, okay, so be it. I'm eternally Maybe damned. it's not a sentence. Maybe it's that um is that you're you're pulled into hell by Satan or you're accepted into heaven by God. So he's not sending you to hell. Maybe you're sending yourself to hell. And my one moral failure is not is is what? I, I guess I would need more elaboration from the chatter. I'm not trying to mischaracterize the chatter's um, thought here because it's very it's minimal i don't know. I actually don't even know if he was talking about this yeah so i don't <laughs> i don't want it to come off as like i'm too dismissive of that and thanks we for gotta close the, the show, show. Now. and we have one more super um, chat. Uh, ham magnuson yeah. uh regarding murdoch costumes halloween 2022 okay how about matt as blitz and blonde as william pierce matt would look cute as a kit <laughs> and blonde would get to get to say okay faggot that's true, but not. It's not like you ever needed an excuse to do that. I I didn't. I yeah. um, I say that all the time. Um. Okay. I guess that's it. Um. No, we have one more. Holden Mulray uh, says, "I I applaud Matt. Be convinced because of truth, not threats. Any religion that can threaten any religion can threaten you. God bless you both. And they they might not be mutually exclusive either. Um. I would like to believe that maybe the failure or the 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 failure that's worthy of punishment that maybe both of these chats agree on is a failure to, I suppose, see the truth um, mm-hmm. to give as much credit to the, to the first chatter as possible too. If the truth is revealed to me, I will accept it. And that's, that's, that's as much as I can say on that. I won't accept it because someone's pointing a gun at me. I'll accept it because it's obviously and observably true. But then it's the onus is on, is on God to, to show himself to you when really you should be looking for ways that he's working in your life. Well, I think I am. I'm not saying that he needs to appear as like a a magic elf on my shelf back there or something like that. I'm saying that, um, that if it is presented to me in any sort of undeniable way, which I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm probably about 80 to 90% of the way there. I, I think that there is some source of the objective moral framework that I think is, obviously observable in this world right there so close yeah i just don't know what that is and i'm trying in earnest to figure that out but if but if i was to be eternally damned for trying to see that and not quite seeing it i have to accept eternal damnation i'm sorry i just i i'm not gonna i'm not going to accept um any sort of belief because someone because someone threatens me to do it I live a fear-based life, so I really have no problem with this part of it. It's religion. not the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. There are worse ways to live, which is being a complete godless degenerate, which is you know, half of the country right now, if it's not true. more. Anyway, um, or being your own god, which is kind of how we, oh, yeah. how we live now, too. Anyway, uh, thank you for the chats and the thoughts, guys. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, well, that's it. Let's, uh, let's get the hell out of here. So, um Appreciate you guys hanging out with us as always. Um, we will be back on Sunday with um, whatever happens between now and then. I don't like to um, make promises that don't materialize, but we will have more to discuss on the 
Canadian Freedom Convoy. So the plan for Sunday is exciting in that regard. If everything um, works out before Sunday, other than that, we will um, catch up with whatever happens between now and then. If you'd like more to listen to or you're looking for anything else show related, of course, head on over to the website. That's MattChristensenMedia.com. And we will see you back here next Sunday if you'll have us. Thanks and have a great night. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.